Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready? Let's go! the IMLD Home Studios. In its ninth season, you are listening to, in much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Your football party is live with your hosts, Jay and Dre. Welcome in. It's conference semifinals weekend. Yes, they call it divisional round. I never did like that term. It makes even less sense now that we've got more division champions playing on wildcard weekend than we do in divisional round weekend, depending on if the division champs survive the wildcard games. But that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. But we got two hours live, so we can discuss anything we want, actually. This is indeed, if you haven't been able to tell already, in much less detail, the podcast Yes, the most unique football show there is out there, and we're proud of it. Thank you for listening. You are here live on a Friday night, January the 21st, 2022. I'm Dre. He's Jay. We had a wild wild card weekend, the mega super wild card weekend. Yay, sports. Uh, produced some real clunkers of games, some real snooze fests. Uh, but the ones that were not snooze fests were, man, they were there were some wild bang up uh, games. Uh, especially definitely that uh, San Fran-Dallas game. Uh, Jay, I don't know where you want to start, but uh, there's a lot to get into from last weekend. It was, uh, you know, four blowout games is is really the thing that stands out to me. And, you know, varying, you know, levels of, of you know, shock perhaps as far as, uh, you know, the, the nature of these blowouts. I think that two of them were predictable blowouts uh, with Tampa in Kansas City, I think those were predictable blowouts. And the other two, you know, we were both on the side. You had the Patriots to win. I had them to cover. Uh, neither one of us came out looking good on that one. Uh, that was a – I'm texting you during that Bills-Patriots game. Like, how is this not the number one seed, right? This looked like the best team in football. And that was – you know, you talk about the Bills, you know, haven't put it together. They haven't brought it. And – you know, it's it's ironic that it's the Bills and the Chiefs who are meeting this weekend because those seem to be the two teams that that I don't know. They just need the juice, right? They just, they they need that reason to kick it into that second gear. Um, you know, the Chiefs uh, roll up a really awful Steelers team uh, that didn't belong, and and they looked like it. You know, and, and Ben Roethlisberger, um, even in even with garbage time and prevent defenses. Uh, can only get, get about a 4.8 yards per attempt. That That's his final game, folks. Goodbye, Ben. Yeah, goodbye and, and good riddance. And yeah, shame on me you know, for picking them. And the Rams uh, surprised us both. And, and even though they did it completely in unconvincing fashion, the Rams didn't show me anything as much as Arizona showed me even less. So, yeah, there were two close games, at least two watchable close games, 
you know, Bengals Raiders, you know, a little drama there. You got like the whistle drama. It, it, it's that was so that game was silly. Um, it was tension at the end. And then of course you have uh, Niners Cowboys, which uh, you, you came up, you know, we split our the two games that we disagreed on. You were on the side of the Niners in this one. And uh, you had Mike McCarthy as your X factor and he, he didn't disappoint. <laughs> He, Mike McCarthy gonna Mike McCarthy, isn't he? he Boy, yeah, howdy! Mike McCarthy's gonna Mike McCarthy. Oh man. Uh, let's uh, let's take them in order. We can stay on some sort of semblance of uh, of organization because yeah, otherwise we'll bounce around sense, and for every we're, game. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about all six of these games. We got two hours. Uh, for the Vegas Bengals game, uh, Bengals barely hold off the Raiders uh, at the they end. Do. As I kind of predicted how that was going to go. It was going to be a bit of a, a close game, and the, the Bengals are not at that level where they can just take a, a, a lesser opponent and storm away completely easily like that. They, they can do that in the regular season, but their first playoff action, uh, there was a little jitters out there. They didn't look as, as sharp as they could have, um, but they, they still get it done. They still put the Raiders away. They still cover the number. Uh, the Raiders got all the way down. Uh, near yep. the goal line at the end and, and almost tied that thing up. But uh, almost doesn't count, of course, uh, and, they, and they come up just short in the end. Yeah, the, the Bengals, you could tell in the second half, but especially in the fourth quarter, that looked like a, a, a team, you know, they're a good team, right? They were really good this season, but they, they did not have that, like, know how to finish a game experience or put a team away. It's easy. It's totally different trying to put a team away in the regular season versus trying to put away a team in the postseason where now this is it, your season's over. And the Raiders, they hung in there. They they strategically played the game uh, fine. You know, they're down 10. They took the field goal when they needed it. They got the Bengals to punt. They got down there again. And then, but so the Raiders, you know, give them credit. They, they could have they could have shrunk. They had a, they had a, a weird season with coaches getting fired and their, their, their best receiver getting, uh, you know, in that you know horrible accident. Uh, the you know uh, DUI, just not a good situation. They they could have caved in. We give them credit all season and they played it right to the wire. So I give them credit for that. But good experience for the Bengals, right? A lesser team would have lost this game. <laughs> you know, especially a team who hadn't won a playoff game in 31 years would, would find a way. We saw we saw this Bengals team not that many years ago crap away a game in a very similar type situation against the Steelers in one of the worst football games ever put on tape. Um, give me so a stomach ache just thinking about that. Oh, God, game made me – I still get sick thinking about that game. That's the Antonio Browns Grammy game. That's right. And, and they're uh, acting on the field. Should have got a Grammy. Yeah, for getting KTFO'd. I don't know how right. you faked that, but okay. Um, yeah, it was it was back and forth. It was tense. It was the, the Bengals definitely did not play as fast and loose as they played going into the playoffs. And uh, you know, and, and the Raiders were they they hung around and hung around and hung around. And sometimes against that team that's fresh, that's what you have to do. Just just stay close let them beat themselves and they almost got to that point. And I was wondering, I don't, I know you had the similar thought. Everybody did that. If the Raiders scored, would they go for two? Would they go for the one? <laughs> because the, old the way this Staley, season uh... is gone, it would not have surprised <laughs> <Yeah>. me. 
It wouldn't have surprised me either. It would have been uh, very interesting to see what would have happened. I don't know if uh, Rich Basaccia has the, the stones. I don't know if yeah. he's Gambler Rich or, or whatever. You know. <laughs> yeah, he's, if he's, is, he, is he Braided Staley? <laughs> <laughs> Gambler he Jack. He would have gone for uh, two. Or John Harbaugh. He would have gone for yeah. two. Yep, Jack Del Rio, all of them. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll never find out, unfortunately. Yeah, the uh, Bengals were uh, not a team that engendered a whole lot of confidence in their first playoff trip, uh, but they were playing uh, another team that certainly didn't engender confidence and, and had a lot of brain farts on, on their end in the Raiders. So that turned out uh, sort of the way it was supposed to. I think that was uh, – we, we both uh, had that one going that way. We both uh, covered the five and a half, and I think we both saw that one coming down uh, about the way that it that it came down. Yeah, I did not expect it to be – a blowout, I, I, you know, I, I maybe, you know, we talked about it not being the closest game, but, you know, it it made more sense once you actually started watching the game that it just, it wasn't going to be what the Bengals were doing during the regular season just wasn't going to be as easy. And uh, they worked for it. I, I, you know, you, you give them credit. They, they played a clean game. Um, Burrow was efficient. He wasn't, you know, throwing for five hundo. Uh, the running game was okay, not particularly used. You know, like they weren't getting any big plays, but they they were efficient and they 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 were there and they they got the lead and they clung to it with dear life. And uh, the Raiders they made their valiant effort. Derek Carr played a nice game. Obviously, the one blemish is the pick in the end zone at the end, but up until that point, uh, he definitely had them in comeback mode. Yeah, he did. Well, uh, we won't see any Jets in the playoffs, obviously. That was determined a long time ago. But we got to get some Jersey on the show. Lou in Jersey, what's going on? <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. I know. Been a bad, you know, been a bad season for Jets. But, of course, the Giants, you know, were just as bad as well. I mean, look, I mean, Gettleman, uh, Gettleman left. You fired Judge. Well, personally, you think you should, have, you, fired, you should have fired Judge last year anyway. I mean, he wasn't going anywhere with this team. So, um, this is bad. And... Speaking of being just as bad, they are just as bad as the Jets in the last five years now. They share the worst record with them. Wow. You're right. I should absolutely Talk give the Giants trash. credit for being just as garbage as the New York Jets. You're absolutely right. Once fra- yeah, but the thing is, you know, they're a one-to-one franchise. Now they've turned into a joke. While the Jets have been consistently, well, a joke. Well, you know, the, you, you got to start somewhere, right? I, I have a feeling, though, that we just got the butt Trump defense. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know what the butt Trump Uh-oh. defense is? At any time you say anything bad about Joe Biden, somebody just goes, well, yeah, but Trump did this. So it's like, don't don't talk to don't talk to Lou about the Jets, because he's just going to go, yeah, but the Giants <laughs> are but worse. The Giants are just as bad. <laughs> yes. That's like, that's, that's like us, you know, being Cubs fans and Sox fans, right, you know? One of us oh. gets crap about the other team, and then you go, well, yeah, but the Sox. <laughs> yeah, but the Cubs. No, we're used to it. We're used to being yeah, the well, you guys, it guys took you a long time both to get there, get back to a World Series, you know, both of you. Well, yeah. hey, I I got one. I got one. <laughs> I, I and, wish you uh, got one, I never but thought ours I'd get that. didn't count. No, the White you Sox finally didn't got count. One. I, you know what? I, I, I they can't take it away from them. No. Yeah, they I, can if you. 
If you want it on well, the south side, they could take it away from you. Because I swear, the White Sox, did. that 2005 didn't happen. Uh, no. If you look at baseball history, you look at all the books, it's like it never happened at all. Once the, Just when the Cubs went to the World the Series in 16, they're like, oh, it's the first, uh, it's the first uh, World Series game in Chicago since like 1959 or 45. Like, or, um, 48. Oh, wait a yeah, minute. They totally forgot that the White Sox won it all in 2005. You know, I kind of forgot too. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Everyone did. Everyone except the White Sox. He was a home run, huh? Yeah, everyone forgot about it. The the yeah, the Scotty Scotty Pod, Scott Pesednik, the, the not, Scott none of that happened. Jermaine Die winning it in Houston, that not didn't happen. Just wiped out. Just a dream, huh? Yep. It's just uh, a bad fever dream, apparently. So wow. But no, I, I, I appreciate the I appreciate the gut reaction to just go and crap all over the Giants. <laughs> Yeah. That's how you know it's a real fan. That's right. Got to go to to the well, other I'm team. The Jets hey, fan. My uh, my other family is the is the Giants fan. I'm the Jets fan. Oh, there it is. Well, you know what? I, I will say in the last few weeks, Dre was more complimentary of of, of Zach Wilson and, and and some of the things he was able to see. And he, he likes when you say uh, you were you were talking about Elijah Moore last week. And you know that everything yeah. isn't bad for the Jets. It's not good. It's not good. But it's not all bad. Yeah, it's, it, there's, uh, there's some talent there. I don't, you know, I don't know how far they're going to go, but there, there's it's it's not completely barren. It's, it's there, there's something there. Yeah, <laughs> and I know it's cold comfort. Uh, so, so what's your uh, opinion uh, for uh, for the playoffs? Who you think's uh, going to wind up going all the way? Well, I'll say one thing though. I do think the Packers are going to win tomorrow night against. The- or sorry, against Tampa, I think uh, you know the Packers are are going to show. They're going to show his boss. You think this is going to be going to be Tampa going to Green Bay? No, I think I think the Packers. Are, you know, you're going to Mister Rogers' neighborhood now, so uh, I think uh, Tampa Bay's one is done here. Okay, and what about the AFC? Well, I was really surprised that New England got. Ousted by the Bills, I really, I was really surprised by that. Well, they didn't but just get ousted. I, they got they got slayed and, and roasted, and that was yeah. that was yeah. rough. Yeah. Scattered, smothered, and covered. But I, yeah, oh, I don't oh, think Buffalo Waffle House style. Yes, they got I it all. I don't see Buffalo getting further than that, though. I really, I really don't see. I think Buffalo had one had you know. I think it's just to be one and done. I think they're out. All right, so you got Kansas City then. I'm going with Kansas City. Mahomes is, you know, Mahomes is the real deal. You know, and and what do you think is going to wind up happening in the Super Bowl then? Packers Chiefs. Packers Chiefs, and then who do you got all, all the way? I think we're going to flip a coin on that one. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> yes, we 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 probably flip a coin in the last week of the season uh, for our picks because we have no idea. Yeah, that's not. It's not going to be easy. That. No, definitely not. It's going to be very easy. entertaining. Yeah, I, I really like all the, uh, the the matchups that are left there. They're all these games are, are close matchups this weekend. I was surprised at how low all of the spreads are. There, there's no touchdown favorites in any of these four games, uh, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, 
uh, I think we were actually in for a very, very good weekend of football. Yeah. We should be. But uh, should, I just right. seen upset here with the Rams. I just seen upset here with the Rams. Yeah, the Rams knocking off uh, Tommy? I do. I see it here. I think the Rams are on to something. I think they're on a high from last week, and I think they're going to keep it going. Okay. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's possible. There's, uh, there's, I don't think there's any major, major upsets uh, if any of these underdogs win. I, I think they all have a legitimate shot. So that's why I say they should all be a really good game. Yeah. And we had the first Monday night playoff game ever. Well, it's about time, people. Uh, you know what? I could have done without I, it. I didn't need I that. honestly could not like it. I even forgot about it at one point. I, uh-huh. I just, so I, 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 was, I was out of the Monday. You know, we didn't have a Monday night game in week 18. Um, I, was, I was not ready for a, a, a Monday night football game. In fact, uh, Dre texts me at the start of that game, and my text back was, oh, oh shit, I, I forgot this was even on tonight. So I uh-huh. I prefer my playoffs Saturday, Sunday, um, clean, simple. By Sunday night, you know what all the matchups are for the next week. I don't like the idea of yeah. putting teams into that Monday night spot because then they got to play again. I'll tell you what week. I'm not going There is a petition signed. They're signing 80,000 seniors for the Super Bowl they play on a Saturday. Like, are you nuts? No, no, that that is not going to happen. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a lot of things the NFL will do for money, uh, but they're not going to do that. Yeah, first of all, they want to make they want to make money after the Super Bowl pay holiday. So, uh, you know, well, they've been saying that for years now. So, if you want a Saturday, there goes that idea out of the window. Yeah, but it, it, it's too much of a tradition on Super Bowl Sunday. They're, they're never going to have a Super Bowl Saturday, I don't think. Gee, maybe she was show early than that day if it happens. Maybe she was show at noon. All right, Lou, we got your 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 opinions and your playoff picks and your your hot takes. So that's we we heard from Lou in Jersey, and we definitely uh, we got a we got a whole show now that we got your 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 thoughts on uh, on everything here. <laughs> How about that? All right, Lou, thanks a lot. All right, thank you. Have a good night. Uh, the, the one and only uh, yeah. Lou in Jersey. Uh, it was just a little hot. Yeah. How, how about that? <laughs> we, we had a little everything. We had a little <laughs> Mel Allen, and we got some. Yeah. I, I don't know if he was completely loosened on the, uh, the the games and the, the pitch there. I, yeah, think he was, uh, I, I think he had the Rams playing. I mean, he had the Bucks playing ta- uh, the Packers tomorrow. Right. It's like, well, we got to get there no. first. <laughs> but then he corrected himself and he said he's got the yeah. the Rams to upset the Bucks. But, he, so but he, he likes the Rams, so that's yeah, weird. yeah. So, so mm-hmm. I, it but, sounds like to me he's. You know, if you just put it all together, he's saying Rams, Packers, NFC Championship is what I what I gathered from that. Um, he, he likes Kansas City. Uh, no thought at all <laughs> on the other game. So the other game is dead to no. him. Because um, yep. I, I have to say I am of the opinion, I think, that that Buffalo-Kansas City game, no, no disrespect to the Bengals or the Titans, but wow, that feels like feels like the AFC championship game to me. 
That's a popular opinion. I've I've heard that uh, in in a couple of other places. But as soon as you say that, you got those pesky titans. Like, what did you say? <laughs> oh, that's the disrespect bowl on the other side. Yeah. We were talking about that a couple yeah. weeks ago. That both of the team, say? both the Bengals <laughs> and the Titans, <laughs> nobody people. gave us a chance. It's all over Twitter today about the Titans because some somebody on uh, some one of the topics apparently on NFL Network this morning on their football show in the morning was uh, are the Titans the worst one seed ever? And I'm like, you know, there you go. What did you say? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that yeah, that that's like you do not want to give the Titans anything we've talked about all season with the Titans. Don't give the Titans billboard material. They love it. They'll, they'll, well, you don't. You don't have to. They'll make some up of their own. They, you don't right. have to but give them I mean. material. They'll manufacture <laughs> their own. But then when yeah. you actually give them some, you just <laughs> give that legitimacy. And they will take that personally. They they they're the Michael Jordan of the uh, of the NFL. Oh they, man, it, yeah. Absolutely, take everything. Yeah, personally. So, and the Bengals it, and Joe Burrow will will take uh, it personally as well. Yeah. They made a big deal about the the inadvertent whistle play on that one touchdown yeah. throw. I, okay, uh, I made a big deal of it uh, at the moment that it happened because that was just uh, it was unbelievable that you have a play that's in, in the middle of the play. There's a whistle. There's a clear whistle blowing. It's the yeah. as loud as that stadium was in Cincinnati uh, on TV. You could clearly, clearly hear a whistle blowing as the ball is in the air before it gets to the end zone for the touchdown, um, and as you all probably know by now, this was uh, 13-6 Cincinnati in the second quarter at that point when uh, Joe Burrow scrambled on a third down throw, got so close to the sideline that it looked like he may have uh, touched out of bounds before he let the ball go, and that's obviously what one referee thought, and he blows the whistle, which should have blown the play completely dead. Instead, he throws back across his body for a touchdown to Tyler Boyd, even though the whistle clearly blew while the ball was in the air because they thought Burrow stepped out, which he it wound up he didn't, um, it should not have stood. I don't know what they discussed when uh, the referee's crew gathered and discussed this, yeah. and they came back and said, uh, it's a touchdown. I don't know what yeah. they talked and, about because there was a whistle. And, and, and inadvertent whistles are not reviewable. <laughs> it, because it's an inadvertent whistle. You shouldn't have to review that. Yeah, I, I It's always clear. That it's the, black letter. I, the yeah, I thought it was whistle meant dead play. Dead. It, it does. It's black letter. It's completely – that play should not have happened. Uh, it was complete BS. It made the score 20-6. to six. And If you're a Raiders fan and, uh, and a Raiders player, too, it probably felt at that point like, okay, it, it's just not going to happen. It's not our day, um, and, and we should just pack up and go home at this point. They did not pack up and go home. But, yeah, Jerome Boger's uh, crew got – absolutely filleted and roasted yeah. uh, all weekend long because of not just that play, but uh, they had a bad game. There's a lot of other uh, questionable calls. Uh, it, it was terrible. It was, it was a, 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 refer- a bad refereeing crew befitting of a game that the, clearly the league didn't care about because they put it in that, you know, time slot of death uh, at right. four thirty Eastern Saturday to start uh wildcard weekend. Uh, which the whoever the AFC South champion is uh, usually has a completely reserved spot there. It's like they got waiters and uh, welcome in to do shave, you know, 430. Uh, whoever right. the AFC champ uh, is, you, the AFC South champ, you have this spot reserved no matter what, but yeah. you couldn't do it this time because Tennessee no. was on a bye. Oh, but uh, don't you worry. Yeah. They did it this week. They got them. 
No matter what. You got the Titans, are, here they are, 4.30 on Saturday. You get the ass game of the weekend. <laughs> it was waiting for no matter when they played it. So, yeah, yeah, there so was no was, way that they were putting Bengals-Titans in, in prime time. No. And there was no way they were going to do anything other than the patented AFC South 4.30 on a Saturday slot. So, yeah, they didn't get the chance to stick it to them on Saturday, but they got them on Sunday. They, they were going to get them. They were going to get them. They were waiting. Uh, yeah, the Raiders uh, shot themselves in the foot uh, along with the bad uh, uh, play calls. They had penalties. They had a brain fart by Peyton Barber. He uh, grabbed a kickoff at the two-yard line and jumped out of bounds, oh, which is uh, – you got to do that in reverse. To step out of bounds first. Yeah. That's, you you got it back mixed up. You got to do it in reverse. You got to go out of bounds, then touch the football and, and create a Have you uh, ever penalty. seen somebody grab the ball <laughs> on their way out of bounds? And just jump right out of bounds. Like, um, <laughs> that's not how you're supposed to do that. The, the, you know what the best part of that play was? <laughs> go back and watch the replay. I forget who the player was, but it was like the guy who's on the Raiders and he's like it, more in the middle of the field. His reaction. Oh. <laughs> his, his, he just throws the arms up and just it, spins oh. and does like a 180. It just is like, the, the like oh, you know. <laughs> he, was, he was like, uh, was that LeBron? With, was that with J.R. Smith? You know? <laughs> almost that level of just exasperated, you know, at, at what, what happened on that play. But, yeah, go back and watch the replay. Don't watch Peyton Barber running out of bounds. Watch the reaction of the other Raiders <laughs> player in the frame to that because he knew. As soon as the yeah. ref blows the whistle and starts running over to mark it at the two-yard line, you should just see the guy just like, oh, you, get, like you just watch, You just watch somebody's soul shatter. What did you do? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's imagine. like come on man material right there. <laughs> exactly, come on man. In oh, the yeah. playoffs <laughs> too. That's just man. So it was that kind of day uh, for for the for the Raiders, and yet the uh, they they kept it close with the Bengals as they uh, they, they actually came through with some red zone stops uh, defensively, which shocked me. Yeah. Uh, I they pointed out how terrible they were defensively Bengals, uh, in the red zone. But... Bengals to field goals when it looked like that mm-hmm. game could get out of hand. They did everything they were supposed to do as the underdog. And that made me that that makes you wonder about the Bengals that they had their chances to really. It could have been five blowouts. It really could have uh, on this weekend. Yeah. Uh, but they they did not put their foot all the way on the throat of the Bengals, and that led to. The Raiders having a last-second uh, chance, a last drive. They get all the way down near the 10, but could not uh, get in the end zone, and Derek Carr gets picked off to end it. So that was the Raiders, Bengals, and then Saturday night comes, and it's Patriots, Bills, and oh, boy. Uh, what was that? That was perfection. That was yeah. uh, well, never been done. Perfection first. Never never yeah. been done before. Uh, the Bills did not punt. They scored a touchdown on every drive. Never been done before. Every drive other than kneel downs was a touchdown for the Buffalo Bills. That yeah. was an all-time uh, ass-whooping. That was, that, this is that, that Bills team that gets motivated, and they can do that. That's what happens. Yeah. When they, that's what drives me so crazy about them. Because that when team lost to the Jaguars. 
That team put up six points in Jacksonville. That team. Yeah. Really? Uh, that that's I, what exacerbates me about them. Like they can be so good if they would just apply themselves. You remind me of they me did. in grade school. They applied themselves. There was no uh, there was no doubt that they were out there uh, to to stomp out Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. They wanted nothing to do with those guys. And and they just utterly dominated them. And you're you like I said, you and I are texting, and we're like, who is this team? <laughs> right. You know, this is the Bills guys? team. This is the Bills team that you that you talk about, almost like a legend. You know, like you know those the, when the <laughs> where's that Bills team? Yeah, we, you kept saying that all season long. You know, that team that you know, we know is is probably the top team in the AFC, or if not number one or number two. You know, but we keep waiting for that team to show up. I'll tell you what, that team showed up. Yeah, that team that uh, after the first loss of the season went on to just rampage through yes. uh, some of the top teams in the league, uh, and then got completely bored and complacent and went yeah. six and six uh, against the spread down the stretch. Um, this was not that team. <laughs> no, they the did not team. look. They did not look bored. They did not look complacent. No. And I'll tell you, as, as as impressive as the offensive perfection performance was, I was watching that game assuming there was going to be a flag on every play that the bills had 17 guys on defense. <laughs> I, they looked so fast and they swarmed the Patriots at every opportunity. I have never seen so many defensive players in the vicinity of the ball carrier. It, 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 I, maybe I've seen it before, but I hadn't seen it like that on every play. The Patriots, nobody was ever really wide open. There was one play where Mac Jones ran for his life and threw the ball, and, and and the receiver was wide open. It was kind of early in the game, but he was wide open to the point where about a second later there were six Bills waiting for the guy. Yeah. And and they were the right whole, there. That was the whole game. Every pass was contested. Every run was stuffed. So this wasn't even just like the offense was perfect. The defense played damn near perfect, too. They They, they gave the Patriots nothing. Yeah, it was uh, it was over early. It was uh, twenty to nothing uh, before you could blink. Uh, you were talking uh, uh, last week about watch closely as far as how cold this was and and see which team looks like they don't want to be there. Right off the bat, the New England Patriots looked like they didn't want to be there. First drive of the game, <laughs> they looked like they didn't want to be there. Yeah. Uh, at one point, Project took off. Uh, for a 26-yard run, just gliding past linebackers like they—they they were just frozen in in the in the grass, just standing there, looking at him. Uh, he was—he was trying to pass too. He was looking around for anyone to get open. Finally, just takes off and just easily yeah. running past everybody. And then he takes about 35 days, extending and extending and extending, and finally flips the ball. Uh, looks like he was throwing it away out of the back yeah. of the end zone. And Dawson Knox goes up and and pulls a Dwight Clark. And pulls it back in for a catch for a touchdown, and uh, yeah, that when when you got that going, uh, where a quarterback's trying to throw it away, and his guy reaches up and just takes it down, says, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna catch this and score. You, you don't have to throw it away. I'm gonna take this and and get a touchdown. Um, it, it was it was a long night for for New England, and yeah, the the takeaway for me is yeah, that's the Bills team that we've been waiting for, and. That's the Bills team that's when they're properly motivated. They got the uh, the, the ass-kicking of the Patriots to get the revenge for the win game, for the, the three-pass game. They were clearly motivated for that one. 
this was the rubber match. They were clearly motivated to finally uh, put the evil empire to bed for good once and for all uh, and show them uh, who's the better team. Uh, there was no doubt about it. Um, I, we were dead wrong on that. We thought Bill Belichick was going to coach some other way to win. There's no yeah. team, no coach, no team that was going to beat the Bills uh, the way they played uh, last Saturday night. Uh, no, and that's why I, I know the, the I, I, I saw a huge chunk of that game, and I know that text I sent you was, how was this? This is the criminal part, that this was not the number one seed, because they, of all the teams that played wild card weekend, nobody impressed more than Buffalo. Nobody looked the part. Offensively, defensively, everything for them was perfect. They didn't do it. That The, the Patriots weren't an also-ran this wasn't the Steelers. This wasn't the Eagles. You know, this was a team that the Bills had to hold off for the division title that went on that really impressive win streak and that run and Mac Jones was getting better every week and you know, and it's that it's the scheme and it's Belichick and he's gonna find no. Bill Belichick could couldn't have drawn anything up for this game. No. Nothing he could have done. And because when you that's what a, a top team is supposed to do and uh, yeah, it's hard not to come away impressed. I'll say it again. I liked the Bills before it was cool. <laughs> Tipster Jay really talking up the Bills now uh, after he picked against them last weekend. So uh, he I, jumped I had off, them to but, win. Remember, uh, I had them to win. I said they were okay. going to win. I just didn't have them to cover. I should have just said they were going to cover because, uh, yeah, you Eighty percent of the time, the team that wins covers. So I should have just, you know, but didn't have the stones to to go against uh, the Patriots. So we'll see if I learned my lesson this week. Forty-seven to seventeen, they absolutely yeah. win and cover and, and obliterate uh, the Patriots. I, they didn't even look as quite as I, I saw the second uh, Patriots game. Um, it was in my market, so I saw that entire game. And then I, I watched most of this game. I, you know, turned it off eventually because it was over. Uh, they didn't even look as like focused and intense and, and as determined as they did in that second regular season New England game. This was more business like. This was more just get the job done, score every possession, kick their ass, and leave no doubt who the better team yeah. is. That's even scarier to me because like they, uh, they, they, they didn't have work. quite as right. They didn't have quite as much you know, fire and passion in this ass whooping as they did uh, beating the Patriots and getting the revenge for, for the win game. This is just more, let's just put these guys down uh, like a, like an old dog in the, in the back of the shed uh, and, and move on and get this thing over with seven touchdowns on seven drives. Um, and, and Bill Belichick now it, it's, we, we, we know that he can, scheme it up and coach it up and, and get these improbable wins over uh, a very long career. But also it's true that something about when the bills are motivated throughout the years that they can get his number Bill Belichick now has counting this game, a 29 point a 30 point and a 31 point separate loss uh, versus the Buffalo bills. Uh, and it's kind of amazing when you think about uh Obviously, you get, you got a lot more games uh, in your division, uh, but uh, the Jets do not have you know three ass cook, uh, kickings of Bill Belichick 
yeah. throughout their their uh, their lifetime. The, the Dolphins might, but maybe not to this level as, as far as this many points. But they do have a lot of wins over Belichick. But the Bills, when the when the Bills are motivated and, and they're they're they got the kind of team that can stand up to to, uh, to the bully, uh, they they know how to kick Belichick's ass, and then they they kicked it all the way. They left their foot up his ass in this one. Yeah, it, it's a term we haven't used for the Bills against the Patriots yet, but uh, this was kind of a stunning. Yeah, it was. It, this it was. is, you know, this is the Bills division now, and the Patriots gave them a run for their money, and it looked like it was, you know, they were tied there. Actually, the Patriots had gone ahead of them going into that second matchup, and the Bills yeah. took care of business there, and then the Bills won those last two games in a very unconvincing manner. They just showed up and won the games. They just, we knew they were going to do that. They did exactly what we what we said they were going to do. Is they were going to look unimpressive beating two really bad teams and that's what happened but i neither one of us expected this oh no no way because oh. yeah, you can't just turn the switch right you, you just can't do it Wait well you're not supposed to be you're no. not supposed to, so, to be able to just turn the switch but kind of like the chiefs you, we sometimes right. that's why like this matchup just... is perfect because you've got yeah. the two teams that just turn the switch in the afc now and they've got to play each other uh this weekend and we'll see which one turns the switch uh, the the best on the yeah. other. And so. I, and I am glad. I will tell you what. I will give the NFL credit for putting that one in prime time. Yeah, that's definitely the right move. Because the normal expectation would have been you were going to put the Rams and Tommy in prime time, <laughs> um, which would have been you expect them to do that so that but that you know I think you get one AFC and one NFC primetime game um they easily could have put that in the Saturday night spot Packers in the early spot on Sunday but no I I give them full credit for for putting Bills and Chiefs in that primetime slot on Sunday because I'll be able to watch that game so I'm, I'm happy about that uh, Tommy on Sunday uh, went uh, up twenty-four nothing on the Eagles, and that game was clearly over early. Uh, uh, the yeah, Eagles. We were both all over that one. Yeah, that was uh, now that's a sunning. That that is Tom. That literally a sunning because Jalen Hurts yep. uh, could be Tom Brady's son. That's how uh, big the, uh, the the age <laughs> difference is. Uh, biggest age difference in the in history between starting quarterbacks in the postseason, and it looked like it. Uh, Jalen Hurts. Look like the the quarterback that he is, which is a tremendous athlete, uh, very dangerous on the run. When you ask him to throw, eh, not so much. And Tommy, uh, Tommy did Tommy things. Uh, you know, heavy winds uh, may have affected some of the throws, but Tommy, of course, knows how to adjust in those conditions. So he, he really went back to the you know the Wes Welker, Julian Edelman days with the Patriots. Just every throw was short as hell, uh, precise, right where it needed to be, but. Not that many air yards because you obviously have less control of the ball uh, the longer you throw it. So just right there, short as hell. Um, and you know, the bigger the lead got, the, the bigger the throws had to be for Jalen Hurts because you know you're down, you got to put some air behind it, and that's when it got you know is you know even worse. Uh, the, the longer the throw, the, the uglier the throws got for, for Jalen Hurts, unfortunately for the for the Eagles. Yeah, it, it, that game got to fourteen to nothing at the end of the first quarter. You, you just turn the TV off. Yeah, the and the Eagles team was already yeah breathing heavy and standing around looking confused. And this this Eagles team is not built to come from behind against no. a, a team like Tampa, especially. 
um, you know, these running teams with the kind of like questionable quarterback play or the, let's call him a developing quarterback. Um, yeah, that went about as we expected it to go. And then they get a little bit of garbage time, completely meaningless stuff late. So, Hey, you know, good for them. The only thing it did was put the cover in question because another, another touchdown and two point conversion and we're back in, in, in push territory again. Yeah. But as it turned out, it was but, not meant to be. It didn't happen, and we both were on Tampa, and uh, we both we both got our cover, so that that was nice. They, they, but even not when really the Eagles... a big test. Not a big test for Tampa. No. What did you no, learn? I didn't really learn anything. Wasn't. I will tell you what. I about the no. two teams playing in that game, that Tampa game, and the, against and then the Ram game. I learned nothing about the team that won both of those games. Nope. I learned that Tom Brady is ageless and keeps doing his thing, but I already yeah. knew that. And that the Cardinals didn't belong in the playoffs. <laughs> That's what I like, because they look bad. Because the Rams yeah. didn't do anything. No, they, they they really didn't. Their stats were uninspiring. Yeah, so we'll talk about that game. It's the last of the six, but that's why it's just it ties together because it's like you got the, the Bills and the Chiefs, you know, run up big numbers, and you got them, they're going to fight against each other. And then you've got Tampa and L.A. who just did not, they just showed up. They, they just did yeah. their. They showed up. They went to work. They they didn't really put much on film that was great. They just beat bad teams. The Cardinals were a bad team on 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 Monday. So, <sighs> and the Eagles were worse. Yes. Now, did you learn anything in that uh, San Fran Dallas games? It it kind of went the way I thought it was going to go. Just stupid football by the Cowboys. You talk about. I learned uh, that Mike McCarthy is going to Mike <laughs> McCarthy. McCarthy's going to McCarthy, and I expected them to come out hotter than that because that's usually the script, and instead it was more of like the Niners seemed to be the team that was on schedule and had more of a script. And, you know, it, yeah, it just it wasn't uh, it, it wasn't high-flying. Everybody was there. You know, the, the Cowboys had no excuses. The Niners, I, I hate to ever say that it looks like a team wants it more, but they were better coached. <laughs> You know, they had a better plan. They didn't have great – Jimmy Garoppolo, he didn't do anything. No, he tried to throw the damn game away. And Yeah, but the Cowboys, uh, you know, ran up against the, you know, the, the the San Francisco defense, you know, isn't what it was, but it doesn't still get enough credit. And uh, they made the plays they had to make. And, you know, by the time the Cowboys started to figure it out, as is typical Cowboys fashion, it was too late. And the, the penalties to me is just uh, absolutely infuriating if you're if you're a Dallas fan to to yeah. watch how uh, undisciplined the team is, and you knew it was coming. Uh, they they had the, all the the stats about you know how most penalties in the league on either side of the ball. Uh, the very first play of the game, Randy Gregory jumps offside to screw up the first the first snap of the game. They're already off. It's like right off the bat, you already know it's coming. They're, they're going to do what they do. They're going to have really dumb penalties. It didn't help that San Fran was dominant. Uh, you know, you said uh, it wasn't a great game by Garoppolo, and that's true. But it was again the team that was that wound up being tied for first in that obscure stat that I was talking about yards per play. Every play they ran off seemed like it was a huge chunk play. No matter what they did, they just had great scheme. Again, Kyle Shanahan comes up with the right angles, the right plays, 
personnel uh, at exactly the right times. Uh, Debo Samuel is, is just a, a game-changing monster. It's incredible. They didn't even use George Kittle very much because they didn't have to because they were just moving the ball up and down the field anyway. Um, and it was just an incredible effort. It was a very even effort by the Niners. They run for 169. They throw for 172. I think they want to throw for more than that, obviously, in the future. But uh, very evenly matched, uh, just did what they had to do and, and took advantage of, of a Cowboys unit that really gave them more because, you know, when you throw for 172 – you really shouldn't have that big a, of an offensive output. But when you keep getting helped along by penalties, when they keep escorting you down the field uh, and letting you get first downs with flags, uh, it, it's, it's so easy to, to beat a team when, they, when they're helping you by beating themselves. And that's exactly what the Cowboys did. Yeah, Cowboys, you know, let's not forget, you know, and obviously I picked the Cowboys. So this was the one I lost, right? You know, so, okay, I had the Cowboys, but – Boy, you look back in hindsight and you go, man, they won that division by default, you know. And they, they, they again, they, they put up some impressive numbers against some bad teams, and they got to play the you know football team and the Eagles and the Giants twice. And you know, they put up all those points in the last game, and they shouldn't have been playing their starters. And you're like, whoa, man, I that offense, wow, they put up 56 points and they put up 17 against San Francisco. It's like, come on, what are you doing? Yeah, and uh, yeah, they they, uh, they they deserve to be where they are right now, which is uh, on the couch. Yeah, uh, that when Dak had a chance, uh, he, he he did okay. He had a that uh, corner throw to Amari Cooper for the first touchdown. Uh, so, and, and what stood out about that to me was then San Francisco takes that drive uh, the very next play. They get the kickoff, they they set up shop, and play action bomb to Brandon Ayuk for 37 yards. It's like, oh, fuck. Well, <laughs> you're going to score on the Niners, and they're going to come right back and do something like that. Uh, winds up getting a field goal. Uh, so it was that type of uh, day for Dallas. Even when they got something going, you turn right back around and give up uh, big chunk plays again to the 49ers, who just are so impressive uh, designing and, and fi- figuring out ways to, to get down the field in a hurry on you. And there's just – not much you can do about it. You have to be disciplined to stop something like that, and that's why it was a perfect matchup to me because you got the the coaching and the discipline on the 49ers side going against the complete undisciplined side of, with Mike McCarthy uh, and, the, and that Cowboys coaching staff. Uh, and, and Debo is just, again, uh, he's, a, he's a, a complete beast. Imagine if the Seahawks decided to take D.K. Metcalf, right, uh, and put him in the backfield. How unfair would that be? Oh, That's basically man. what they're what they're. This is a cheat yeah. code. This is what the Niners are doing with Debo right now. This is a, a human cheat code. Taking him, you know, if you go in Madden and you take your biggest, strongest receiver and you put him at running back, it, it wouldn't really be fair. They'd have to be uh, something where they have his handles really bad or something where he would fumble all the time in order to make it fair. Otherwise, you could just do that uh, in Madden. Just take your, you know, your six four, six five receiver that you can't bring down and just put him in the in the backfield and have him run over everybody. That's basically what the Niners are doing right now. Um, and, and they're, they're really impressing me uh, just finding ways, figuring out ways to get their best playmakers uh, out in the open with the best uh, play calling that they can, that they can find. And it, it's almost overcoming Jimmy Garoppolo. I've, I've talked about that all year that they're one of those teams that are winning despite their quarterback, not because of them. And, and Garoppolo almost, uh, 
lets the Cowboys come all the way back, uh, throws a terrible interception uh, to give the Cowboys a, a fighting chance, um, which the Cowboys could not take advantage of that. Uh, there are so many penalties. Just Again, Dallas defense would, would hold on a run play. They did it several times to give San Fran automatic first downs. I thought uh, one of those times they did that in the fourth quarter was the end of the game, but uh, that was the one, <clears throat> the one where Jimmy uh, Garoppolo had a, a, a scramble or a sneak to try to get a fourth down converted and snapped it too quick because his offensive line wasn't set yet. And therefore, San Fran had to punt it away and give the Cowboys one last chance. And they, they had to go 80 yards in 32 seconds. And this is where the Cowboys ultimately really. Oh, the yeah. Yeah. Don't give themselves a chance at a final play or a Hail Mary or a shot into the end zone. No. They run a keeper with no timeouts and 14 seconds. And, and Mike McCarthy actually, like, defended that. I mean, what? Ugh. Repeatedly. Like, several times this week, he came back and said it was the right play. No, dumb fuck, it wasn't the right play. I didn't figure it was the I, right play. Time ran out. <laughs> it was the right play, but time ran out. What? Well, when we, when our analytics guys, no, shut up. <laughs> I don't want to hear about your analytics. They're wrong. Time ran out. It was the right play call if we just executed it. Okay, you know who knew and, that and shit that... wasn't going to work? Tony Romo knew that wasn't going to work. <laughs> And you know who else? Everyone else watching knew it wasn't going to. I was just like, what are they doing out there? What are you trying to do, first that. of all? Are you just trying to get yourself a little bit closer for a Hail Mary or a shot? Just take the shot. Yeah. If or you're lucky, the, you get two of them. So they were making their way down the field. Yeah. That's the, the thing that blew me away. They were throwing these these short patterns and getting out of bounds near the sideline. They were doing what you're supposed to do. And making their way down the field. Take the shot. And then they go, you know, they see San Fran adjust and put defenders out there near the sideline, and they just completely panic and lose their shit and go, oh, God, now what do we do? Um, Call a run up the middle and hope that you slide and and are able to spike it in time. Huh? Yeah, that was. (laughs) To uh... do what? To do what? That's the (laughs) whole thing. To throw a Hail Mary. A closer Hail but Mary. But they were but they were already in Hail Mary range. Yeah. Yeah, they were. So they could have and they had enough time where they could have thrown two of them. They they, they had several chances uh, to they, they had chances to throw, you know, a couple of out patterns still and get out of bounds uh, and get closer. Yeah. Uh if they wanted to, you know, try some Benny Hill, you know, Benny Hill shit and throw the, you know, hook and ladders and try to get there that way, I I would have, uh, you know, respected that or understood that more so than run it and just lose your chance completely. <laughs> and that, uh, in addition to that being the dumbest play call ever, which I said on Twitter at the time, uh, then Dak, you know, afterwards is acting like it was somehow the referee's fault that he didn't get up there to spot the ball quick enough to uh, for Dak to, to spike it. Uh, he uh, is for a while. It sounded like Dak was saying that he was sure that he spiked it in time, which he clearly didn't. Uh, the the clocks uh, was at zero before he got the ball down on the ground. And then, of course, the worst is when he's uh, you know chiding the fans for throwing garbage at them as they're leaving the stadium. Oh. And so, <laughs> yeah. And the reporter says, actually, I think they were throwing the garbage at the referees. And Dak goes, oh, well, good on them then. Yeah. 
yeah, credit the to them. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, it's okay. Asshole. It's okay if you throw crap at the refs. Just don't, right. you know, just don't throw crap at the team that lost. They're throwing crap at the refs because they're sore losers and dumb fucks, just like the Cowboys themselves. So the, the fan base and the team are perfect match at that point. Uh, no, it's not okay for them to throw trash at the referees. And besides that, referees didn't do anything wrong. They, they did what they're supposed to do. They have to run up and spot the ball before you can clock it. Everyone else seemed to know that. Yo ass didn't know that. Don't blame the referees because you didn't know the rules that the refs are supposed to spot the ball. So everything about that was fucked up. Just the, the play call, the execution, uh, the, the reaction afterwards, just from top to bottom, everything was completely messed up about that entire play. And it perfectly encapsulates a, a team that commits 14 penalties shouldn't win a game like that anyway. They shouldn't have been in position to try to win that game. And it's very fitting that they found a way to cost themselves that game in the end. Very fitting. Yeah. With, with yeah, uh, one of the worst play calls ever. Ever. Uh, so congrats to Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore for, for doing uh, what we kind of knew they were going to do. Um, but, hey, maybe you'll get Dan Quinn as coach of the Bears. I, I'm, I'm not even going to. I don't like the, the I don't like the whole thing. I don't like the, uh, the, the possible hiring of a head coach before the GM. They, they already did that. They yeah. did that. Uh, I, I think the Tressman thing was uh, they uh, hired him before they got the GM. No, that's backwards. Get the GM and then have him pick whoever he wants to pick. But anyway, um, the the only other thing I want to mention about the Niners-Cowboys game was it was available to watch uh, as the Nickelodeon game as the oh, final no. cast, just like the Bears-Saints uh, game from last year. Don't get me started. <laughs> and for the uh, second year in a row, I chose to watch the beginning of the Nickelodeon telecast, and if it – turned me off or made me feel like I need to go turn on the, the real broadcast and I would do that. And for the second year in a row, I never turned away from the Nickelodeon broadcast because it was fine for, for what it was. It was uh, good enough. They, they, they got Nate Burleson as the color guy. That's just enough actual football knowledge on the broadcast to keep somebody who's an actual football fan uh, interested because if it was just, you know, Iron Eagle's son, uh, I forget his name at the moment. Uh, I think it's Noah. Uh, so as Iron Eagle's son is the play-by-play and they have a, a third commentator, which is a teenage girl who has a show on Nickelodeon. She literally knows nothing about football. That's fine. Whatever. Uh, but if it was just those two, I couldn't stay. I, I could not watch. I couldn't stay there. Uh, but they got Nate Burleson in there, and he's got great timing, and, and he knows how to put the uh, the actual football information right in there at the right time. Yeah. And he puts a you know puts a twist on it every time he does it, some sort of Nickelodeon twist or kids twist, which is you know that, yeah. that's the broadcast, that's what you're there to you know to, you know that's what you're supposed to do. So I understand that, but uh, yeah, that, I'm 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 not saying I love the presentation. It's not for me. I'm not supposed to love it, but. Both times, I didn't. I didn't feel compelled to turn away and, and turn to the other the the real broadcast because they do uh, a very. I think it's a very tough job to do to try to produce a kids broadcast of a football yeah. game that's not yeah, completely God, dumbing, they they dumbing it down. The Bills Patriots game. <laughs> they they would have had a lot of uh, uh, other material to try to read. Bobby, off of what's to... that? <laughs> that's an ass whooping, son. No, 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 when they're throwing the dong on the field. <laughs> I 
Yeah, I, I, I think I had already left the game at that point. I didn't see that live. Oh, um, yeah, that's why I posted the next day about the yeah. – I was looking for sponsors. You know, if, if Nickelodeon can sponsor a game, <laughs> who's going to – who's sponsoring Bill's Patriots next year? In porno? Oh. <laughs> the, uh, the Playboy Channel, obviously. Um, <laughs> Spice Channel, is that still around? Uh, I don't know. Um, Cinemax. <laughs> There's, there's a lot of options. No, I don't think you ever saw one of those on Cinemax. Uh, they, yeah. they didn't and go hardcore that that like that. You know, and then I said that in the, you know, that that wouldn't be uh, that wouldn't be slime shooting in the graphics in the end zone. Ew, ew. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I had completely forgotten about that in the in the, yeah. in the Bills game. Yeah, the, that's Buffalo for you. Though. Those, those Bills fans, they third uh, time, they're... third time that that has happened. <laughs> that somebody's thrown thrown. Uh, fake dog on the field so good stay classy buffalo at least it wasn't a real one um yeah Ooh, that was yeah. uh <laughs> uh so yeah anything else about that niners cowboys thing because that was uh, that was just no, funny to watch that, it, uh... it was a clown show you know <laughs> niners the niners you know obviously hindsight's 2020 with you know but yeah, they they clearly outclassed the Cowboys, you know, and, and you were you were right to to. I should have known. I should have crapped you. Know, I'm the guy who craps on Mike McCarthy, not you. Hey, I, I stole your bit. You took my move. <laughs> and, and right. Good for you. But but thankfully for me, in the next game, you took the Steelers. Yes, I made up for it by uh, crapping on my Chiefs, the, the team that I picked to win the damn Super Bowl, and I and I wound up picking them to not cover against uh, Big Ben. And the Steelers, the uh, biggest spread of the week, 13 points, it wasn't enough. Uh, no. So 42-21, the, uh, the Chiefs go over and that the Steelers. Wasn't and really, it wasn't really. The that Steelers close. get that first defensive touchdown and then give up 42, uh, or almost 42 <laughs> unanswered. They give up 35 unanswered, yeah. and then garbage time starts. Yay, good for them. Yay, Yay, Steelers. My only fear for that was that the Steelers were going to score that last touchdown and then go for two to push that thing because the Steelers had the ball um, driving late in, in ultra, like, uber garbage time. But thankfully, time ran out on them. Yeah, and that's what, what Ben had done all year, just played late and, and made throws late and just I, that's why I picked him to, to cover the spread because that's, that's what he's been doing. He's been playing like crap for the first three quarters and almost Dak time uh, where he comes back late in the fourth. Yeah. Uh, he had the most comeback wins of anybody in, in football this year. And I didn't say he was going to have a comeback win. I just was hoping he was going to have a comeback cover, a backdoor. Right, uh, a backdoor cover. For, yeah, perfect for, for big Ben Rinklesberger to have <laughs> a backdoor cover to, to end his career. But not hey, now. The, uh, yeah, the, the backdoor was closed, unfortunately. Uh, so no, he goes I, out with the. Uh, was glad, I was glad to get that one because that kept us at least even in the points for the week. He goes out with a four point nine yards per average in uh, in that game in Kansas City. Oh, That's hitting. God, and it was garbage time. Right, I, uh, like you couldn't even do better than that playing against nobody. Uh, and and Kansas City getting the creative juices flowing and and playing the way they're supposed to be playing. Um, yeah, it's poetic uh, that they'll get the Buffalo Bills because, as we've been talking about, both could be so much better if they just had consistency. Uh, right. Five touchdowns for Pat Mahomes. Where the fuck did that come from? That, you know, yeah. he, we, we joked about him struggling all year and whatnot. 
Um, he really hadn't been struggling that much, but it's still surprising to see a five touchdown outing for, for Pat after this season and, and one touchdown for Travis Kelsey throwing the football. Um, so that's how you yeah, know they, not, you know, the Chiefs are having pretty. some fun out there. It wasn't pretty, no. but it was a touchdown. Uh, it, it, it counts. Uh, it wasn't the Derrick Henry uh, touchdown pass, <laughs> you know, which which we've had uh, in years past. So it wasn't yeah, like what, that. What the jump pass. Uh, no, the little the little Derrick Henry jump pass. So didn't get that, but yeah, that it wasn't the prettiest play, but but it worked. It <laughs> Excuse did. me. Well, yeah, good good for KC, and then the, and the Steelers are done, and they should have never been there in the first place, and and so that's the yeah. end of that. No, I, um, I I for one still would have much preferred this to be Chargers Chiefs, but yes, yeah, um, and good, then good for the, the Chiefs. They 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 beat up uh, a team that didn't belong there. And the the Monday night game that you, you forgot was even happening. Uh, yeah, I I'm not forgot. I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. The the, the whole Monday night thing. Is, I'm sure it's not going anywhere because I'm sure that number was crazy high because there's you know I'm sure it's playoff football and on, on a I, Monday I, night. I didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't either. Not because it was not because it was new or you know like I'm not being like grumpy or. You know, get off my lawn here, but it it it, it broke the flow. Yeah, no, you said it, it earlier. To, it felt like a regular season, end of a regular right. season week, not the end of super mega wicked wild card <laughs> weekend. Yay, sports! Yeah, you you said that with Lou, that, and I completely agree that there's a finality to the last Sunday playoff game. That okay. We're done with the playoffs for this week, and let's focus on next week. And oh, wait, 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 wait! Go to sleep and wake up, and then go to work and come back. And we got one more playoff game for you, folks. No, that's that's just cheesy. It's 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 a ploy. It's a trick. It's a gimmick. I, I didn't like it. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't. I, I try not to be that guy either. That anything that's new and uh, it's obviously a gimmick, I just say, oh, that's garbage, and throw it away. No, I, I gave it a shot. I, I watched it. I, I didn't like it. Um, we we both lost the pick. I'm sure that didn't help, but um, <laughs> no. It did. Well, you know what? We didn't have. We we needed to see something from the Rams, right? We were we were. We got to see something from Matthew Stafford in the playoffs. We weren't sure what we were going to expect out of the Rams. We I, I'm assuming we thought that the Cardinals would acquit themselves better than they did. Um, instead of jumping Man. into a four touchdown hole, they, they <laughs> looked like they didn't belong. Uh, they that did. was. Not a good performance. They, well, again, though, they started off with that massive undefeated streak. They faded hard late, right? Very much. And they looked like a team that faded hard late and backed into the playoffs and didn't and didn't deserve to be there, even though they had the record and they had the they had all the wins early, but they did nothing in the second half of the season or the second, let's say, the last third of the season. They didn't do anything, and those were those last four to five six weeks after. The shine kind of came off of them, and uh, they lost to a team that didn't show me anything. Right. They, uh, I guess I put a little too much value in the fact that in the middle of this hard fall that the, the Cardinals were able to go down to Dallas uh, and get a big win in Week 17. Yeah. I was shocked at that. Uh, but, yeah, they, they clearly uh, did not recover to the, to the heights that they were at at no. the beginning of the season. They, they came crapped back that in, division away. They they did. They had it completely sewn up and, and uh, somehow let the Rams come back and or not the Rams, but the um uh the, who the won the West? 
It was the Rams. Rams. Okay. Yeah, this was the it, four five. That's it right. Is. And uh, yeah, they they absolutely had that thing wrapped up. And this is the same team that beat Dallas in week seventeen, came back and and lost to Seattle in week eighteen. And it probably should have tipped me off that okay, maybe they're not all the way back. Maybe they're not. And they they were right, not but all they the had way back. A chance to win the division. Right. They had something on the line and because found the Rams a way to lose. were in the process of losing to the Niners. And, and so they had their opportunity and, and yeah. wound up losing to, to Seattle and gave up thirty eight to the Seahawks. <laughs> it was bad. To yeah. Seattle. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so maybe, you know, that, that does week eighteen we think it doesn't matter. You know, didn't matter for the Cowboys, but you know, we're looking at the Rams and the Cardinals as two teams that need to win to win their division. If the other one loses, then they just both lose. Yeah, so they come back for this playoff game and uh Yeah, not um, to, you know, again, maybe that's not just that we lost that Monday night pick, but it just it just wasn't a good game. Well, it was on, on a couple of levels it was uh a, a complete trouncing. It was that Kyler Murray looked like he was playing his very first playoff game ever, which he was. Well, when he did but, the yeah out of his own, oh, I mean that was some that was some uh, Carson Wentz shit right there. It was. It was just <laughs> complete panic fling in the air, just throwing the ball <laughs> up for anybody to go grab it. That was that was that. I know that because I played schoolyard quarterback. <laughs> you don't want to take a sack, so you just yeah, you know, and that's what you do. <laughs> Um, but he's not in the schoolyard. He's no. in the playoffs. They could have paid me millions. I could have done that. <laughs> Panic's uh, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar hook shot flip on, on third down out of the end zone. <laughs> Had no juice on it whatsoever. <laughs> Dwayne Long was able to run under it and scoop it for the shortest pick six you could possibly imagine. I think it was a three-yard pick six. Uh, one of, if not the shortest uh, pick six ever. Uh, that made it twenty-one nothing at that point, and that game was was completely over. Yeah, you, uh, so you that, don't, um, if you're Kyler Murray, you don't want to have yourself compared to to Carson Wentz. Never, no. So on that level, it was it was over, and on the other side, it was over because Sean McVay basically pulled a a, a, a Jared Goff, and he treated Matthew Stafford. He, he got yeah. all the turnovers. He said, "Okay, that's it. Well, yeah. I'm I'm just not going to trust you." And he hit him. He, he hit him behind 38 runs with uh, Sony Michelle and the, and the returning Cam Akers, who looked very impressive. And he said, okay, we're going to just keep doing that. We're, we're not going to even throw that much. we got this, this big league. I'm not going to trust Stafford to put it up in the air and put the ball in jeopardy. 18 passes to 38 runs for the uh, for the L.A. Rams. Yeah, that very much reminded me of uh, – Sean McVay with, with Jerry Goff, like he was just trying to not lose the game. He wasn't trying to go out and be aggressive and win it. He was just trying to not lose. And but it that, worked this time. I don't know how far you're going to go with that. That comes back to bite you, though. Right. This is what they, they did not bring Stafford in to not lose the game. They brought him in to go win them. And how many, eventually you got to trust him to go win them. How many playoff wins and Super Bowl wins does Tom Brady have because of coaching like that? <laughs> Uh, right. You know, in, yeah, in the beginning. No, no. I mean, even more recently, like when they beat the Jaguars. Jaguars did that, right? Mm. I mean, Blake Bortles had them in the Super Bowl, didn't he? 
And then all of a sudden the coach goes, uh, oh, we're just going to hand off and hand off and hand off. You know, these, these, these teams who coach scared with the lead find ways to lose games. And I'm starting to get that little, like, sort of nagging feeling about Sean McVay uh, that he lacks a little killer instinct. I, I hear you, but look at the quarterbacks that he's had. Jared Goff and now Matthew Stafford and all the pick they, sixes that he's throwing. I know, but they went and got Stafford for this. Right, because he's an upgrade over Goff, yes. Right, but that doesn't – you can't handle – you can't win Super Bowls, though, coaching away from your quarterback. Look, look how it ended up for the Rams last time. No, I, I agree. In general, you're not going to win a Super Bowl uh, – trying to hide your quarterback and treat him like Baker Mayfield. That's not going to work. Right. So I'm just worried. I'm worried for the Rams that this tendency uh, could come back and bite them. And, of course, they're playing Tommy and uh-huh. the Bucks tomorrow, you know, or Sunday. So, of course, everything just lined of up. Course. This is a great weekend of football. The way I, I every could single be, yeah. one of these matchups is really you've got the disrespect bowl, you've got the the the, the Bills and the Chiefs, the the, the like the, the the turn it on, turn it off teams, right? You know, yeah, um, yeah, Packers and the Niners, which seem like they're forever uh, going to play each other in the playoffs. Like they're always going to find a way to run into each other, and then you know Rams Bucks, right? Rams rolled them up in the regular season, but. Boy, do you trust them? <laughs> that's that's the big question. So no, yeah, I, I love I, this week of football. I do too. I do too. Just the fact that the biggest spread of the week is is you know just under six. There's, there's just zero touchdown yeah. favorites in any of these games. It's, right. it's, gonna, it's, it's got the potential to be a and, great and, and as much as week in as football. much as I love Championship Sunday, this is probably my favorite round of the playoffs. It's certainly the round where you come to play uh, with these picks. I do, so you never lose. No, I do. Around weekend, uh, I do, but my record is really good. <laughs> um, yeah, let's make some of those picks. All right, we are uh, still in the same spot points wise at the end of wildcard weekend because we had the same number of points last weekend. We both went three and three, so six points for each of us. Uh, puts me still ahead of you by uh, over 11 points, so basically 12. Um, so 12 points on the line this weekend. Um, how are we playing these picks this time? Am I giving you all the picks and you're going off of them, or how are we I've doing? I've got, it? boy, you know, I've got my picks. I got to go with my picks this week. I mean, if we agree on all these games, I'd be stunned. But, you know. Obviously, the Sunday night game, it's my Super Bowl team in the AFC against your Super Bowl team in the AFC. So if we stick true to ourselves, we should at least (laughs) agree on that one. Um, And then we'll see how the rest of them shake up. All right. Uh, Yeah, we'll – I guess we'll go in our regular order, and I'll let you go first, and then we'll switch off and see how that works. Uh, But, of course, you obviously have the uh, the opportunity. Yeah. I can always audible or change, you know, if, if we just start agreeing on everything. Yeah. I might, I might have to, 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 to call one. Obviously I, I, I told you I am contractually obligated to take the bucks and so <laughs> I am doing that again. Cause that's my Super Bowl team in the NFC. Cause I'm going to pick them until I get Tommy out. Um, 
Or until he wins again. Or, or until he wins the whole thing. Maybe he carries me to a victory over you. Who knows? Oh, that that would be that would be crazy. But crazier things have happened. All right, four games to pick. We're gonna have forty-five plus minutes to pick and the four we'll still games. Pick Bills, Chiefs in ninety seconds. I, I I promise I cut down on my bullet points. You know the whole thing is <laughs> I, all these years. This is you know nine years going on ten years of doing the podcast. I think my biggest fear of doing the podcast has always been we run out of material and we have uh. You know, live time left. left. Never and will I think happen. I've, I finally figured out now, uh, after 10 years, that we fill time no matter how much time this, is left. We yeah, will find this, a way to fill time. I will tell you, so, this show abhors a vacuum. <laughs> yes. Uh, we do not have dead air. That's just not something we do. So uh, I've got a lot less talking points. Uh, my, my picks are not going to be nearly as voluminous as last week. They're still going to be uh, some 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 points and some uh, stats that I want to point out. Uh, but it's definitely not going to be like last week. And if we have 10 minutes uh, at the end uh, live still, we'll find a way to fill it. There's no no doubt about yes. this. I have no People who don't listen to the show regularly, we find a way to fill – a half hour to an hour after the show's officially over. Yes. So, oh. not a problem not, filling time. Not a problem at all. We have your divisional round picks, your conference semifinal picks coming up in two minutes. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Not on the radio, but only here on the website, blogtalkradio.com slash in much less detail. To be notified when we're live, you can follow the show on the Blog Talk Radio website, or you can follow my Twitter feed at IMLDDre when I tweet out when we're live before every show. Jason is on Twitter, too. His feed is at IMLDJTG. Our show is available as a podcast where you get the live show and a special VIP after show. To listen to the show as a podcast about an hour or so after the live show is over, Come back to the show page and look through our archives, or subscribe on iTunes or any number of different podcasting apps, including Player.fm, Mixcloud, Blueberry, and the TuneIn Radio app. You'll get the whole show, the live show and the after show, downloaded straight to you. You can always send us a question or comment or shout out via email to the following email address, inmuchlessdetail at gmail.com. You can follow all of our picks on our blog. The website for the blog is inmuchlessdetail.blogspot.com. Our Thursday night picks will be available Thursday afternoon on our Twitter feeds. Again, that's at IMLDDre and at IMLDJTG. This copyrighted broadcast is a production of Jay and Me and is solely performed for our entertainment as well as for any poor soul who happens to be listening. It is intended to be a football pick show for the private, non-commercial use of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, retransmission, or any other use of the descriptions and accounts of this podcast without the express written consent of Jay or me is strictly prohibited. Yeah, we've been talking about it. We're looking very much forward to this weekend of football. It's potentially four excellent, excellent games uh, there's style clashes. There's uh, great offenses against very good defenses. Uh, there's there's all sorts of 
matchups uh, to look up and down and, and pick out what your favorites might be and what might decide the game. And of course, we've got all that. We've got your X factors. We've got everything ready to go. And Jay's very, very well might have to make some audibles and figure out because I, I think my this we, we always do this. Uh, we both think we have picks that the other one can't possibly have the same picks, and then we wind up having the exact same picks. So uh, I, I think some of my picks might surprise you, and you think some of your picks might surprise me. We might wind up seeing things exactly the same and, and might shock each other. So uh, we will find out starting right now. All right, had to happen. Saturday, 4.30 Eastern, 3.30 Central. It's the AFC South, and it will never change. Don't know what they have to do. I, maybe if you know, so say Houston keeps the Sean Watson now, which the the rumor out there is, uh, Ryan Flores, uh, who should have never been fired by the Dolphins, might make his way to Houston to be their coach uh, if they don't decide to hire Jake McCrown. We gotta have Jake McCrown. Uh, they they interviewed uh, Josh McCown for that position, but they probably should go ahead and That's hire. That's not gonna uh, happen. They, not gonna they hire. interviewed him. I don't He'll know why the, they Okay, him. first of all, don't hire the guy who would be the best quarterback on your roster, okay? <laughs> I know you love your some General Mills. It's, I had my microphone off, so I've been talking, trying to get, trying to like talk. But I remember, oh. like, why is he just like talking? Oh, I, man, he's just right through <laughs> me. And I was just like, oh wait, I had, done, I had my microphone off while you were doing the plugs, playing the plugs. So uh, yeah, so that probably probably helps. I should turn on the microphone if I want to contribute. Yes, that, no way for me to know that you have your mic off until you I, your mic on. You didn't see me over here raising my hand. No, no, we're, oh, we're not doing the video right. cast yet. We we, we don't uh, don't get paid enough. To I do the yeah, cast. I don't want to lose the six listeners that we have. <laughs> Showing our mugs, um, but yeah, uh, if, if 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 to get Brian Flores down there to coach Houston, he's a, apparently the like was the the big driving force in Miami to try to trade for Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson. So you bring him down to Houston and maybe you hold on to Deshaun Watson. That, that's about the only way you're going to get the AFC South out of uh, this slot yeah. because otherwise so, the, 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 yeah. the style of football is just – if, if it's the Colts, you got to stick them there. If, it's, if the Jaguars <laughs> never found a way to, into the playoffs, you got to stick them there. No, the I was going to say if the Titans somehow make the Super Bowl, are they just going to move the Super Bowl to Saturday at 4.30 <laughs> Eastern? And then Lewin and Jersey can his head can explode because you'll finally have your Super Bowl Saturday that some yeah. idiot somewhere is having a a, a petition apparently. <laughs> There's petitions uh, everywhere for everything, Lou. It, it doesn't make any sense. It's just destiny now that the the, the the Super the, the Titans just have to play on on Saturday at 4:30 Eastern. So if the Super if the Titans make the Super Bowl, we're just going to play it on Saturday. Because that's just where they have to be. But they're yeah. a couple steps before they get there. Uh, Saturday, three thirty Central, they will host the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati with their eleventh win on uh, this past Saturday, and Tennessee at twelve and five, and number one in the AFC. King Derrick Henry has been activated. Nobody knows exactly how much he's going to play or how effective he's going to be, but Derrick Henry is back on the active roster and is expected to start at running back for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, the Bengals are only three and a half point dogs at the Titans. Jason, who you got? Yeah, interesting. Uh, the Titans get a, a slight bit more at the, than the cop outline. This opened at three and 
the betting public ever ever so slightly moved that number um, by the slimmest of margins. So they, at least they got it off cop-out territory and out of pushy territory. So somebody's going to win this pick. Um, you know, you can call it what you want. You can call it the disrespect bowl, right? Uh, nobody disrespects the Titans, you know, because the Titans are going to jump up and uh, and beat a whole bunch of teams. You could call this uh, the quality win bowl because this is – I don't who racked up more quality wins this season than the Titans and the Bengals. You you right you, you they didn't have the best records, you know, I mean the Titans obviously had the best record in the AFC, but I mean they they both lost their games. But the Titans and the Bengals both all season every time it seemed like they were in a big game or they were going to fight a a big opponent, uh, beat them and beat them handily. Um so you've got that angle in the game. Uh, I, I think I'm also going to rename the Titans to the decoy all-stars because when you've got AJ Brown and Julio Jones and Derrick Henry, they could all just be decoys <laughs> at any given moment. You know, Julio Jones was a, a known decoy when he played for the Falcons that they would just run him out there to just pull defenses over and never throw him the ball. And we honestly don't know. You, you would expect that the Titans, they activated Derrick Henry to use Derrick Henry because he's the greatest weapon um, out there. But to come back at this point in the season when we thought he was like, you know, he's done. There, there's no chance. And uh, you get these 18-week seasons now and the longest season in history. And you, you, you've got guys who are coming back from injury who you never thought would come back from injuries. you got the you know, miracle of modern medicine. And Derrick Henry's just a freak of nature, and I, I don't think they activated him to to be a to be a decoy. They're going to run him. Um, how much we don't know. We, how will the Bengals react to Derrick Henry being out there? We don't know. Does Derrick Henry just by being in the backfield next to Ryan Tannehill do exactly what it should do and open up the Tennessee play action? And now you've got. A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. You've got the decoy all-stars wide open on the outside. Uh, I think just the the mystery of it all is going to give a, a, a young, inexperienced playoff team like Cincinnati, it's going to give them fits. Um, because either, you're going to either live by getting run over by Derrick Henry or you're going to sell out to stop Derrick Henry, which actually plays to the strength of that Titans offense, and that's when Tannehill is the most effective when he has the play action and he can roll and he's clean back there because, you know, everybody's looking for the run and he can play action the other team. And he's got two of the best um, wide receiver targets out there when they're healthy in football. I mean, Julio Jones is an all-timer. A.J. Brown is a monster and on his way to being at that Julio Jones level if he can stay healthy and produce um, for as long as Julio has been doing it. Yeah, it's I respect what the Bengals have done. They've beaten a lot of teams this year, but they don't they, they didn't look ready against the Raiders, and I really don't think that they're ready for what the Titans are going to bring at them. Fully rested, we said no team needed that bye and needed that rest more than Tennessee. I think this game's a bit lopsided. I think Tennessee proves why they needed the rest. Uh, I don't think Derrick Henry goes insane, but I think he does enough in spots and uh does the patent to Derrick Henry, you know, just nail it down in the fourth quarter, get stronger as the game goes on, and uh, the play action. It, it just This is lining up to me to be uh, a bit easy for Tennessee. I, I respect what the Bengals did this year. They had a great season, but 
know, maybe next year, guys. I'll take Tennessee. Give the points. Man, that sounds like you're disrespecting the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> you saying they did, nobody gave us a chance? Nobody. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, it's uh, it's the nobody gave us a chance to be here bowl because yeah. both teams. I'm telling you, whoever wins this game is going to be screaming that into the microphone at the end of the game. Nobody gave us a chance, and now we're in the AFC Championship game. Whoever wins is guaranteed to say some version of that yeah. uh, and into, the, into the microphone post-game. I guarantee you whoever wins this game is going to be able to say the same thing next week because they're going to get no chance <laughs> playing against. Even if, you gotta, if, Tennessee, even if you're hosting the AFC Championship game, Tennessee, <laughs> Tennessee will be a home dog if they are hosting the oh. AFC Championship game. Guaranteed. <laughs> Wow, um, you 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 might be right on that. I, it's, it's, it is kind of hard to imagine either the Bills or the Chiefs going in as like cop out line three point underdogs. No, uh, to the no. <laughs> Tennessee's giving them a get, the Tennessee is getting a point or two hosting the AFC Championship game it, it, if that's the way it happens. And if it's a blowout on the Chiefs or Bills side, they they might be getting three. Yeah. <laughs> And if the uh, and if the and if the Bengals win, they're going to oh. Arrowhead or to Buffalo. It's it's a touchdown at least. At least, yeah, I, I concur with that too. So, yeah, I get it. It's disrespect bowl. Yeah, uh, this is the disrespect bowl that we we forecasted that last week. We we talked about that. Uh, Joe Burrow, who's not a Pro Bowler, not good enough to be on the Pro Bowl, mm. uh, so he's disrespected versus the Tennessee Ball. Titans, who are left for dead. After the Derrick Henry injury, so nobody respected them. Uh, so yeah, it's definitely two teams that are both going to be uh, very motivated to to show what they're made of. Uh, so we get King back, King Henry with a with a plate in his foot. Mm. Uh, I I really don't know what to make of that. Uh, so we got the Titans defense coming off of giving up a big chunk of, of plays for General Mills in their in their last regular season game, and now here comes Joe Burrow. That does not seem to bode well for the Titans. Here I am. I'm disrespecting the Titans right off the bat. The, the winning ugly Titans. Do they have another one in them? They would have to to win it ugly if they if they win this one. That's for sure. So it, it's a mismatch in the air. Just right off the bat, it's just you know it's one quarterback averaging 8.7 yards per attempt and the other one 7.0. Uh, and you get one guess which one's which. Uh, this is obviously a mismatch when you when you go through the air in this one. On the ground is obviously uh, slanted towards the, the Titans, but it, it's closer. Uh, the, the Bengals had stretches where they relied on the run, but not, nothing like what the Titans did. They finished fifth in rushing uh, with Derrick Henry missing half the year. That was a very impressive outing they had. Uh, they're 23 rushing touchdowns, third most in the NFL. They are clearly ground-based to, to set up their, their play-action attack, which you talked about. Uh, and, and sort of another version of let's try to hide our quarterback a little bit. We don't want to rely on Tanny too much. Uh, as far as uh, King Henry goes, first game in 12 weeks, right? For a man who usually takes a while in game to get going, to, you know, to get warmed up, uh, that, that gives me pause just that the fact that he always sort of gets going slow to begin with. I did the math last year, as you remember, uh, yeah. to uh, add up his yards per carry, which goes way up the later you go in the game, in the fourth quarter, and especially in overtime, 
of the few overtimes that he's had, he's just completely dominated his opponents. Some, some stupid, I think it was like eight yards per carry or something. Um, the, he, when he wears down the competition, uh, obviously uh, it's, it's trouble later uh, in the game, but now the question has to be, will he wear down first? Because he hasn't played in so long. It's just a mystery. It's, it's a complete unknown. Both teams very high in defensive penalties, but Cincinnati looked like they were a little closer to being in control against the Raiders. Uh, they they it wasn't like the Cowboys. They, they still had some first downs that they gave the the Raiders uh, on on defense on penalties, but it wasn't anything like you know the Dallas Cowboys. They were they, they were better. They were better uh, keeping themselves in control. Uh, I, I say the Tanny Show costs the Titans here. I, the, the fourteen ints that's tied for six most in the league. Uh, Tennessee, thirteen percent turnover percentage. That that's a lot. That was the tenth most. Only team that was uh, of all the teams that had more uh, of a higher turnover percentage. Uh, only the Chiefs were uh, made the playoffs. All those other teams uh, in the top ten uh, of giving up the most uh, turnover percentage. Uh, none of those other teams made the playoffs except for Kansas City. I think it's I think it's going to cost them. I think it's going to be close. Um, I, I think uh, the Titans have uh, – they, they might have a little more experience postseason, but not that much more than the Bengals. Um, and the Bengals, you know, they, they got that one under their belt, so they're not complete virgins. They they busted that cherry last week. I, I, I think they're going to come in and knock them off. I, I I respect Burrow so much. What he can do, those those games that he was hot – like he looked unstoppable. Like when he gets those those three guys going, the the, the wide receiver core uh, with Chase and Boyd and T. Higgins, man, uh, he looks like he's right up there with you know Mahomes and, and Josh Allen and uh, and Brady and all the other guys. Like he looked like he could not be handled when he gets hot like that. And I don't know if the Titans have what it takes defensively to to hold that down uh, if he gets rolling. Uh, and the the more he gets rolling, the more pressure on Tanny to try to match that and recover. I don't think he can do it. I think he's going to have the the key turnover and cost him the game. And I'm taking uh, the Bengals to cover, and I'm taking them to win 22-17. Wow. Uh, so what you're saying is you are disrespecting <laughs> the Tennessee Titans. But not the way that you disrespected the Cincinnati Bengals. You said it, it wasn't going to be close. You said it felt like no, a blowout. I, I, for the I think that I think that the Bengals, the Bengals to me looked kind of not ready for prime time against the Raiders, a, a team that I, I think we agreed that they probably could have and should have rolled up a little more. They settled for field goals when they shouldn't have. I think mm-hmm. that home crowd. I think Tennessee's going to be a little lathered up. Um, I think they get that excitement and that energy and just the scheme difference getting Derrick Henry back. Again, you might not get much out of them, but it's the threat. It's the it's the decoy all-stars are all going to be out there, right? <laughs> um, that's my new name for the Tennessee Titans because I can tell you all three of those guys at some point in their career so far have been a decoy. Um, we just don't know what Derrick Henry – if Derrick Henry busts out 200 yards tomorrow, would you be shocked? He's a freak. I uh, a surprise, yes, because it's such an unknown. Right. No, no I wouldn't be shocked. For, if he runs for 47 yards and he's really just back there to open up play action, you wouldn't be surprised either. No, no, I wouldn't. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so who's your X factor in this one? Well, knowing the status of Derrick Henry, it's Deontay Foreman. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. the obvious X factor would have been Derrick Henry because you just don't know what you're going to get. I'm going with his backup, who has been – 
you know, he's he's done his work. He's very workmanlike performance. He, he's come up good in some spots, but I think they're going to need. I think Derrick Henry's going to have to get some. He's going to have to set a spell for big chunks of this game, especially if they're saving him for for any kind of like needing him late or having his legs fresh. I don't think he's getting 35 carries in the game. So it's still a running team, and they're going to need production out of Foreman if uh, if they're going to hold up, especially if they have, especially if Henry gets nicked up, he gets knocked out or he's just ineffective, they're going to need that backup. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, my X factor is I, I'm, I'm looking at the Bengals' defense to take advantage of some tanny mistakes and, and make them pay. Uh, I'm looking at Von Bell, the strong safety for the Bengals, former uh, New Orleans Saints, had some yeah. big plays in some big playoff games. He had a career-high eight pass defenses this year, uh, three-fourths fumbles. Uh, he, he can – Make some things happen back there, and I, I'm just looking for somebody to make Tannehill make uh, make him pay for some of those terrible throws. Cause he, can, he can he can pull a Garoppolo and just uncork some really stupid throws, and that's what I'm looking for tomorrow. That'll be a good game. That's a fun one to start the weekend off. And then Saturday night is going to be the Niners going up there in your neck of the woods in Wisconsin to Lambeau Field. To take on the Green Bay Packers. Anybody uh, in, in your family uh, interested in attending that one? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, because not. what's the temperature going to be? Have you got tickets or something? Are you offering me tickets? If you got tickets, I'm no, sure I, I, I'd be interested in going. Um, that was my way of asking were you guys going to the game. I didn't know if you were uh, if you guys going to make it out there. Uh, no. Uh, I, I'm. Uh, we're, we're all going to be home tomorrow. So Okay. Not like you guys have never been to games. I didn't know if you were. You know. I, yeah, I mean, I haven't. Been, I, I don't think I've ever been. I've never been to a playoff game at Lambeau. Uh, the last mm-hmm. time I was at a, a Packers playoff game was actually down in Atlanta for the NFC Championship game. Uh, uh, mid-teens tomorrow, you know, you're mm-hmm. probably, yeah, you're probably looking at low teens at kickoff time tomorrow. Ah, nice and toasty. Which is better? Year. Which is better than the minus fifteen I woke up to this morning? <laughs> and I had to get gas. I had to go to the. Oh. Yeah, I had to get out of the car. I got out of the car, and I, I'm just getting old. I can't handle the cold like I did when I was younger. And uh, as soon Tell as I got out of the car, like the cold hit my hands, and I could like my hands hurt. It was so cold. <laughs> yeah. Minus fifteen. Yeah. I, minus fifteen. That wasn't wind chill. That was air temperature. That was the before. actual temperature. That was the temperature minus fifteen up up north by my where my, my mom lives. It was in the minus twenties this morning. <sighs> so that's what they have so, to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, they're uh, looking tomorrow, for. Right? You're probably the space looking at the you know what time it's going to be at kickoff. You know it's going to be seven fifteen at kickoff. So the sun will have been down for a couple hours. We're supposed to have a high of like sixteen tomorrow. So yeah, I, I would expect you're probably going to be around twelve thirteen degrees um, for that game. So cold. Not, not the coldest football game I, if I went that I have been to, but it, it, it'd be up there. It's cold enough, but but you're yeah. you're not going to be uh, in attendance for that. So I'm um, glad to hear that because that's that does not sound pleasant. Uh, but if you have the, tickets, I'll take them. <laughs> I, I do not. Uh, so the Niners at uh, eleven. You you can get. I'm sure you can get tickets if you really want to go. You don't really want to go yes. in that, do you? No. No. Uh, no. So the Niners eleven and seven now with that win seven and three on the road this year, which is impressive, but not as impressive as the eight and zero that the Packers were at home. Uh, Green Bay at thirteen and four. Uh, Matt Lafleur and Aaron Rodgers just keep reeling off 
13 win years. They are uh, quite the impressive duo. Uh, the injury news is very uh, interesting for the Packers. Uh, they're going to get Aaron Jones back in the backfield. They're, uh, they were thinking they are going to get Jair Alexander back, a cornerback that, that he's still up in the air, sort of questionable. Uh, they lose Marquez Valdez-Scantling at receiver to a back injury, but they get Randall Cobb back. Uh, so that's a switch up there, and they get some more uh, defensive helps. Darius Smith has been cleared. Uh, he hasn't played, I believe, since uh, week one. Week one. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And so they're definitely looking forward to some help there. And Whitney Merciless uh, may be there to give him some assistance as well. So a lot of reinforcements. Now, you, you, just because you're cleared, just, you know, we're talking about Derek Henry, just because you're cleared for a playoff game uh, doesn't mean you're going to actually perform and, and you know be, your, be at your best. But uh, right. those people will actually be uh, activated. So we'll see how much they will contribute. I'll tell uh, you what, as, though. Especially these guys who've been out for a while, you know, like Cobb and and, and uh, you know, if if, if Jair Alexander plays, you know, that or, or Zadarius, they'll have fresh legs. Derrick Henry's going to have some fresh legs. This is true, uh, but can they get uh, back up to NFL speed and NFL strength? Right. Fresh is fine, exactly. but are they going to be a detriment to the team because they're not at that playoff speed? Yeah, can they be effective and, and help the team? That's the that's yes. the key. Uh, Jimmy G uh, now has a strained shoulder that he suffered apparently in his Dallas game to go with that busted up hand of his. But you know what? He's still throwing the ball pretty damn good, even with the busted up hand. He, you know, the the, the bad yep. throws and the interceptions. I don't know if that's the hand. I think that's just Jimmy. That's just. But how do you get that? Every how now does and it then. feel when you have a busted up hand and it's twelve degrees outside? Probably not very pleasant. I'm sure that hand will be uh, uh, heavily gloved. Uh, so the Niners and the Packers, uh, biggest spread of the week, but still not a touchdown, uh, five and a half at the moment. Uh, Niners plus five and a half at Green Bay. I'll take this one first. Uh, this was, uh, as you mentioned earlier, a rematch of a, a week three game in which the Packers went to San Fran and pulled out a, a victory uh, Sunday night, 30 to 28. Uh, Niners scored a touchdown to take the lead and left Aaron Rodgers 37 seconds and no timeouts to get Green Bay in the field goal range. And God damn it, if he didn't get Green Bay in the field goal range uh, with some excellent throws to Devontae Adams and uh, bring on the kicker, uh, Mason Crosby, for the victory. Green Bay led that game 17 to nothing at one point uh, before Jimmy G actually led a, a nice comeback. And then they actually uh, they had a touchdown as well from uh, – from their rookie Trey Lance, uh, getting him in a goal line package. Will we see him out there at, at some point? We we don't know, but it, it really looks like uh, you know they're they're trusting uh, Jimmy G and, and letting him sort of run the whole show. And, and you know we're going to live or die with, with Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, I guess is what Kyle Shanahan is saying. So uh, it worked out last week against the against the Cowboys. We'll see how it works this week. Uh, you know, Jimmy G versus a uh, defense with, with 18 interceptions uh, in Lambeau Field. That's a pretty scary proposition for the Niners. I, I'm looking at the uh, the coach that schemed up a league-leading, again, 6.1 yards per play. Uh, with these guys, Kyle Shanahan, he just found a way, just scheming it up, finding strategies, finding uh, weapons, and putting them in the backfield, putting them wherever. Uh, very impressed by that. I continue to uh, sort of look in, in almost amazement at how uh, he just keeps finding ways to open up space and get guys wide open on that field. And we'll see if he can do that against the Packers. 
the San Francisco defensive strength is getting in the backfield. They led the league in tackles for loss with 98, and Green Bay's 53 tackles for loss was tied for last. This is one of those stats that I was telling you, I was looking at all these stats and uh, you know, profootballreference.com and trying to find out some, some angles and some edges. And this is, uh, I guess, the, the edge that pushed me over the edge. Debo Samuel with a, head, with a head of steam versus a team giving up 4.7 yards per carry and they don't make any uh, tackles in the backfield. That, to me, is, is just a, a mismatch of, of epic proportions that the Niners will be. This is, what, this is how you beat Aaron Rodgers. You take the ball and you don't let him have it. <laughs> this is how the San Francisco 49ers lost the game in week three was they gave the ball back to Aaron Rodgers with too much time on the clock. I think this was a, a different team back then. They weren't using Debo Samuel in the backfield. They didn't have that extra element uh, of being able to hold on to the football and, and time control. Uh, now the Packers won't beat themselves. They only had 69 offensive penalties, best in football. Uh, 6.4 turnover percentage was also the best in football. This won't be the Cowboys game. They, they can't wait for the opponent to beat themselves. The Niners are going to have to go take it, but I think time of possession is the big key, and that's going to be how uh, San Francisco is able to do that. Just like with Tom Brady, with Aaron Rodgers, I look for teams that can pressure the quarterback, you know, can bust them in the fucking mouth. That's the only way you have a chance to beat Aaron Rodgers and Brady, and I think Nick Bosa and his 15-and-a-half sacks, I think that qualifies as being able to bust Aaron Rodgers in the fucking mouth. Bosa, of course, got concussed against uh, Dallas, but he got cleared. If he didn't get cleared and they didn't have that element, Eh, I don't think I would have taken the Niners, but I think that's gonna that's how key he is. I think that is very key. You need somebody back there to pressure Aaron Rodgers. You can't just let him sit back there and pick you apart. And of course, the Packers have some uh, still dealing with some offensive line issues. Uh, David Bakhtiari still trying to make his way back. Uh, as always, Packers are efficient. They're tough. They're precise. They just find a way to to keep performing. They're cerebral. They're they're smart. They uh, they, they can beat anybody in the league. The Packers are at that level where there's no surprise any team in the league that they, they play, they can beat them. But every year, someone finds a way to beat them. Someone takes them down every single year. That that championship that, that Aaron Rodgers won, that one Super Bowl where he's clean-shaven and got the, the championship belt doing a discount double check, feels like that was 30 years ago. That's so long ago. Yeah. Every year, someone finds a way and San Francisco all year has defined find a way. They just find a way to open up space and get guys to make plays. I'm going to call it. I'm taking the Niners to find a way and pull the upset in Lambeau. I'm calling it 26 to 24. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you took a very roundabout way to get to the point that I wanted to make about this game. And that is the Packers defense. It doesn't struggle to stop the run. It struggles to stop elite running teams. That they can clearly stop a team who just isn't committed to it and isn't very good at it. But man, what did we see this year? Nick Chubb embarrassed them. Delvin Cook always embarrasses. Didn't in the second matchup, but in the first matchup when they lost, he embarrassed them. These elite running teams in San Francisco. Look at what Raheem Mostert did to them in the playoffs a couple of years ago. Colin Kaepernick. This team is just not built to stop elite running teams, and San Francisco is. You know, with a wide receiver also in the backfield with these other guys that they just sort of sort of like two-headed, three-headed monster of running backs that they rotate through, it's a scheme running attack, right? You know, you can't you can't get around it. This is what 
Kyle Shanahan's offenses look like. They're they're heavy on the run. They hide the quarterback play action. If he had a you know, look what he did in one year with Matt Ryan, you know. Or in that year, you know, those year or two that he was with Matt Ryan, he got that team to a Super Bowl best one of the best offenses in history. Um, you know, he got Jimmy G to a Super Bowl, but everything that they do is predicated on the balance and the running. So it's, this is where the Packers are going to struggle in this game is stopping an elite running team, especially an elite running team that schemes you with, with Debo Samuel and then just the straight, you know, run it up the gut, smash mouth type games. So I agree with you. I'm taking the Niners. I mean, this is definitely more of a points play for me because you talk about the other side of the ball for the Packers. And as long as you've got Aaron Rodgers and, you know, and, and Jones and Dylan and all those weapons, you know, they get Cobb back who was really good for them. And it's like Aaron Rodgers really trusts Randall Cobb. So if it gets to be a pinch, he's going to look his way. He's obviously always looking for Adams, but there were a lot of, a lot I believe the number this year was 142 passer rating on throws to Randall Cobb this year for Aaron Rodgers. That's that, not bad. That's trust. <laughs> that, that is, you know, I'm going your way and, and something good is going to happen. So, you know, a little bit of a, little bit of a, a, you know, I won't say X factor, but a guy who wasn't there for them down the stretch to get back. So, you know, if Jair Alexander plays, that's just another piece because he, that moves everybody that moves, uh, you know, that moves Stokes, that moves Rasul Douglas, and all these guys who've been productive. Um, getting Zadarius Smith back, that's huge. You know, they, they expect both him and Merciless to play. That makes this team, you know, you talk about the Titans needing to get healthy. I mean, the Packers, who were already the top team, they could be getting really healthy too. So I still think that they win. Um, but I'm going to, I'm taking those points. I think that's big points. They showed it in the last matchup. These two teams do have the ability to, to slug it out and play a, a tight game back and forth. I do worry a little bit about San Francisco going into the cold. Um, that, that is, it is going to be, it is going to be cold, but if you start to see the Niners running it up and down the field on the Packers, uh, that could be really bad news for them. And that would make me think more your way but I still think that they have so much talent on both sides of the ball that they're going to somehow be able to, to pull this one out. But I think they keep it under the number. Yeah, uh, ball control, baby. That's, that's, I think that's uh, so huge if the Niners can just keep it away from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, uh, but the Packers so, do. Uh, they don't turn it over, and they've done a really good job this year of generating turnovers. So Jimmy G, don't have mm-hmm. those three, four plays, right? Don't, don't, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> Yeah, Packers so are plus thirteen this year. That's 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 near the top of the league. Yeah, so they they can definitely generate some some turnovers. Who's your uh, sir, your X factor for this one? I, I got to go with Mason Crosby. He's been so bad this year for the Packers <laughs> that he feels it, it feels like if they lose this game, it's going to come down to him missing two three field goals or an extra point. So I, I worry about that kicking game for the Packers because Mason Crosby in a lot of spots this year has been brutal. Mm. Yeah, I can see that kicking that rock hard ball in the, in those freezing temperatures. Um, I'm going with Preston Smith. Uh, the other of the Smith brothers for green Bay, he led the team with nine tackles for loss. I talked about that stat where they don't get in the backfield very much. Well, he's the one, he's the leader that gets back there and, 
can make some things happen. Nine sacks on the year. Someone's got to be willing to take down Debo. Someone's got to stand up there and look at that big-ass monster in the backfield and, and actually try to hit him. It seems like every time they hand him the ball, no one wants to hit him. They all run away from him. So someone's got to stand there and, and be a man and, and hold him down. Otherwise, he's just going to take the ball and not give it back to you. I agree with you there. The Dallas couldn't do it. No, they're too busy uh, committing holding penalties on defense multiple times. What the hell? God. <laughs> on Sunday afternoon, Tommy returns to the uh, 1 o'clock Eastern time slot. They uh, It did well for Tampa Bay last week in handling the, uh, the uh, Eagles, the other team in Pennsylvania. Um, and now they get the Los Angeles Rams, 13-5 and five Rams now with that win last Monday, and the 14-4 and four Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh Andrew Whitworth is not going to make it to uh, this game for the uh, for the Rams. The left tackle has a knee injury. Uh, he will be out. Uh, for Tampa, of course, they always have uh, injury issues as well. as They have offensive line issues as well. Uh, their left tackle, Tristan Wirths, uh, had an ankle injury in the last game uh, against Philadelphia. And so did their center, Ryan Jensen, and both of them are listed as questionable. So there's a chance they're not going to have either one of them on the offensive line, and that's always big when it, uh, Tom Brady has trouble with uh, protection. Uh, running back Rash- uh, uh, Ronald Jones and Brashad Perriman, wide receiver, are both out for this game. They're trying to get Leonard Fournette back uh, from his hamstring injury. Uh, Rams are 7-2 and two on the road. Bucks are 7-1 and one at home. Rams are only a two-and-a-half-point underdog in this game at Tampa. And, Tommy, Jason, who you got? I am obligated to take Tampa <laughs> because sorry. I said that's what I was going to do, and I'm going to take Tampa Bay all year uh, until, the, you know, through the playoffs, whether, no matter what I think. Now, I really think it's going to be the Rams in this one. I've got a sense. Uh, <laughs> th- those, those, uh, those offensive line injuries really worry me. Uh, Tam, we know that Tommy, any quarterback, but it's, but Tommy and the elite guys, you talked about it with Rodgers and, and, and Bosa and, and the San Francisco team, but if you can get to Tommy with three or four and, and then you can play loose in the secondary and you can watch Tommy, boy, he'll, he'll throw you a pick. He'll get sloppy. He'll rush things. He doesn't like getting hit, doesn't like getting that jersey dirty. And, uh, yeah, you got Aaron Donald and the Rams, and, and, and they can they can definitely generate pressure. Uh, and I think that the Rams' defense is going to be superior uh, to that Tampa offense. Uh, Tampa's offense, this is where I think of the injuries start to catch up to Tampa. So uh, while I am taking them, um, because I am obligated to, because I, that was my promise to myself, as I had them to win the Super Bowl. I was gonna, I am going to end this. I, I might have to take <laughs> one for the team here. I, I actually do like the Rams in this spot. Um, I, I, Tampa's been playing with fire all year. Uh, they have struggled against superior or equal opponents. Uh, the Rams need to play that Saints model and just, yeah, just get after Tom Brady get the rush on them, get it with four, get creative, run some, throw some things at them. And, and the Rams have really good players in, in the back end too. So, you know, missing all the, you know, missing Godwin, Antonio Brown quit. He doesn't have the same amount of options Brady does as he did before. That defense has been just racked with injuries. So I hope Sean McVay lets Matt Stafford go a little bit in this game, like he did in the first game when the Rams won. Um, 
that's the only thing that really gives me pause is that if they get the the tight sphincters that they'll that they could go in there and lose this thing. I think that's the way that they would lose if it happens. But I am I am contractually obligated to take Tampa Bay. <laughs> and your X factor must be Tommy. No, my X factor is the Tampa Bay <laughs> offensive line because they have to hold up. If they are injured, they're not going to pick out one guy in particular because we don't know if Worfs is injured. We don't know if the center is going to play. But if they give up six sacks, they're going to lose. Uh, great analysis. Thank <laughs> I you. I concur. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the big uh, the, the two big questions for, for this one. It's why it's such a close spread and it's why it's such a compelling matchup. Do the Bucks have the horses? to stop L.A. from coming and storming Tom Brady and bust him in the fucking mouth? And how long can Sean McVay use Matthew Stafford as a game manager and and try to coach around him and and let him not make too many mistakes and torpedo the team? I don't know uh, how far you can go with that. We discussed that earlier. Uh, You talked about the week three matchup uh, out in SoFi. Uh, L.A. beats the Buccaneers 34-24 to behind four touchdown throws by Stafford. Uh, L.A. scored on six straight drives at one point in that game. Tommy wasn't absent. He threw for 432 yards, but only one throwing touchdown because he got sacked three times. So, you know, to your point, when you get the pressure around him, bust him in the fucking mouth, uh, that's when Brady is is obviously less effective. Uh, Now you get Aaron Donald, and now you join him with Von Miller for for this one. Miller wasn't there in L.A. yet for that one. And the rest of the Rams will be ready to rock and roll and, and try to take out uh, Tommy again. Uh, L.A. going all in, acquiring Von Miller, Odell Beckham, pushing all their chips in versus Tampa Bay, bringing the whole band back together for another run at a Super Bowl with Tommy. So talk about two teams going for it, laying it all on the line. It's going to be a good one. Uh, Stafford was great in that game, and he, and he managed the game uh, Monday night versus Arizona. Can he manage it and do it again here in Tampa? Uh, he, he tied Trevor Lawrence for the most INTs on the year with 17. It feels like a lack of explosiveness in that offense now as the season has gone on. It almost is the sense of just just get it to Cooper Cup. I don't know what we're going to do, but just, just get the ball out there to Cooper and hope something happens. So it seems like they've kind of gone uh, backwards a little bit. Cam Akers' return from his Achilles means L.A. can test the Tampa front seven on the ground. We know teams have been testing them uh, more and more as the season went on. Uh, but as I stated last week, even with all the injuries in the secondary, Todd Bowles' uh, defense stayed alert. They made plays. They kept knocking the ball down. They kept making passes uh, defensed, and, and they, I think they're going to get their hands up and, and make some more plays. Uh, Matthew Stafford, and, and you know, just like the uh, uh, the. Uh, just like Tannehill in the in the Tennessee game, I think it's going to come down to just which quarterback is more apt to make the the dumb play and the bad mistake. Uh, and it, it, unfortunately, it's going to be uh, to me. It's going to be Stafford. Uh, L. A. embarrassed Kyler Murray uh, in, in Arizona on Monday night. They weren't ready for prime time, but I still don't trust Stafford. I think L. A. is going to run out of juice. A uh, little bit of a short week deal is uh, you know they didn't play on Monday afternoon. They played Monday night. Now they got to come back uh, on Sunday first thing uh, Sunday afternoon. Uh, I think Tampa wears them down. Um, I, this is again when I have a, a Super Bowl pick. Usually I stay, you know, with them all the way, and I, I believe I had the Rams uh, representing the NFC. Yeah, you but did. I'm going Tommy. I'm going Tampa Bay. I'm going 23-13. Wow. Okay. Uh, so you said your X factor was the O line. Mine is going to be 
Leonard Fournette, will he get out there? He's an upgrade, obviously, over Keyshawn Vaughn and Le'Veon Bell and whoever else uh, the Buccaneers would run out there. You know, 812 yards, eight touchdowns, big postseason last year, postseason Lenny. Can he get back there? He can definitely make a difference, but is he going to be effective with that hamstring? Only one way to tell is for him to play, and we'll, we'll see how he works out on Sunday. Yep, left us uh, four minutes to, to get into the best game of the weekend, KC and Buffalo. But we talked a lot about it, really, uh, all shows, so it's not like we're uh, right. completely uh, – we, we, we dug into it a lot. So let's get right to the pick. Uh, Buffalo at 12-6 and six now with their win. Kansas City at 13-5. and five. The two teams that you just don't know from one week to the next what you're going to get, but also the two teams that have the ability when they turn it on to just – embarrass whoever they're playing against uh spread is two and a half in this one the no no even numbers we got all halves in in all the games yeah. this week so well, we're I gonna have all we're gonna no have pushes. winners no matter what yeah. no pushes uh in week five the bills were coming off of just barnstorming after their opening season loss they decided to just uh, slaughter everyone they came in contact with and that included kansas city at arrowhead uh, on Sunday night, a 38-20 to 20 whooping of the Chiefs. Uh, they got their revenge for the AFC title game last year. Uh, project had 315 yards and three touchdowns, 12.1 yards per throw in this game. Uh, and he added 59 rushing yards and a touchdown. Wow. Uh, Pat, Pat Mahomes had two TDs, but he also had two INTs. Uh, of course, the Chiefs stunned Buffalo last year in the AFC title game as Mahomes went for 325 and three TDs. Uh, Project could not match that firepower. He produced a couple touchdowns, but in an in IT, he also ran for 88 yards. So I think that element is what makes Project so special. He's been almost as productive uh, on the ground as Lamar Jackson. Uh, just pretty much every any quarterback outside of Lamar since he got to Buffalo, he's been the best on the ground. Uh, every run against New England that Project had, uh, and in that last regular season game, it was just demoralizing and unstoppable. And it's like. No one wants to tackle Josh Allen in the open field at all. Uh, fumbles might be Casey's only hope. Buffalo coughed up uh, the tie for the eight most fumbles with 24, but Casey uh, recovered 14 fumbles of their own. That was tied for first. So it might be all about the turnovers. Uh, the struggling KC offense, I don't think, is struggling. So I don't think that's going to be the issue. I, I think that uh, the Bills, the, the number one pass defense still, after losing Tredavious White to injury, yep. They they kept that. They stayed at that point. They I don't know when it's going to cost them. Maybe here if if you know if the Chiefs turn it on the way they're supposed to. But uh, I don't know if Tyreek Hill is full strength, and I don't know if he's going to be able to take advantage. He's been slowed with his heel injury. He had COVID before that. He didn't look. He hasn't looked the same really in the last uh, couple months. You know the Bills. They play the best on emotion. They are they're on a mission. They eviscerated New England and like a fatality last week, a Mortal Kombat scene and. Now, it, it, the, the sunning from last last year, and it, did they properly avenge it in the regular season already? I, I think they're going to be motivated again. It, it, this is what the Bills do. They come through when they're motivated, when they have a, a mission. Uh, I'm taking the other AFC team and my Super Bowl champ, the Kansas City Chiefs, to wow. get beat and knocked out. I'm trusting the Buffalo Bills after all of that. I'm taking Buffalo 27-24. Wait a minute. You're setting this up so I have to take the Chiefs now. Hey. Because that would be the point where it's like I'm the guy who's on the bills, and then when you finally believe, that's when I would leave. 
But I'm with you. I, I, I oh. concur. I'm taking the Bills. This is the team I had going to the Super Bowl. I look at it simple like this. If both of these teams played at their best, who would win? I still think that's Buffalo. I think the edge is on the defensive side. Like you said, they lost one of the best cornerbacks in football and schemed and swarmed their way to still being the number one pass defense in football. And what, and what they did to the, what they did to the Patriots uh, should have been rated like, you know, TV mature because Ooh. that well, it was actually being, um, <laughs> what, it should have not been like they hide the children because what they did to the Patriots was that that shouldn't just happen. You should not do that to a Bill Belichick team, uh, coach team and defense. So, I, I respect them completely for what they've done. I liked them before it was cool. I'm agreeing with you. I'm taking the bills. And now into our VIP after show program. Uh, that only leaves us different on, on one game. So you're kind yeah. of putting your... Eggs this in is the my basket here. That Bill, uh, Titans and Bengals is it? Because if you win that, I there's not enough points left for me. Uh, you're right. Wow. But so, if I win that one, I'm still under nine, I believe. Yeah, because I'm up. Uh, let's see. Eleven. So I'm, I'm up basically twelve. But it's eleven point something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I win that Bengals Titans pick. Then I just disagree with you on one in the championship week, and you got to get the Super Bowl run, which I would have won last year if mm. I had, uh, you know, I would have had the Super Bowl one if I had not gone against you on the game I went against you on in the championship round. If I had flip flopped it, I actually there was a pathway, so there's still a pathway for me. But yeah, I'm, all my eggs are in the Titans basket right now. Oh boy. And, yeah, and you think it's you think it's not going to be close, so you're you're confident in well, that. Well, you know, and realistically, disagreeing with you on a second game doesn't help me. Well, it puts because, you in a better position. Well, I'd have it to if it, I win them both. It doesn't. Yeah. it still means I have to right. Right, you you still have to come from behind, but you'd yes. be in a better spot. You'd you'd be able to pick and choose what you want to do in uh, you know for the conference finals. Uh, yeah, but I'd still have to disagree with you on one. Yeah. Or on both, like I did that one year. Right, when you didn't have to. When I didn't need to, but I was just, like, so determined that your picks were crap. <laughs> <laughs> I just was like, to hell with it, I'm sticking to my... No, I, I figure either way, if it, it, but the, the issue is if I disagree with you on two and we split them, it's still over. Yeah. So I, I like... I like my other three picks. I mean, obviously, my obligation to the to the Bucks. And then I like the Bills. I like the Niners and the number. I like the Titans. So I like my picks. There you go. Who is your uh, X factor for Bills Chiefs? Uh, it's Levi Wallace. He's been the, he's that big physical corner for the Bills. He kind of manhandles people. He gets a lot of penalties called on him, but he's also he's always look for him. He is always around the football. Okay. Big, big, big uh, physical corner. Um, you know, maybe out there, maybe he gets his hand on a ball, tips a ball, picks a ball, or goes the wrong way, penalty, you know, hmm. the, you know, defensive. Yeah, so it, they need somebody. Obviously, they've been stepping up in that backfield. 
Uh, I really, I, I like their players back there. You know, Taron Johnson's good. Mike Hyde, I've always been a big, you know, even back when he was with Green Bay, I've always liked Mike Hyde. More of a cap casualty. They just didn't want to pay him. Um, yeah, to, to, hold, to lose your best corner as early as they lost him and still stay the number one pass defense. And maybe this is why people want to hire Leslie Frazier for a job. Oh, I I don't have anything against him uh, as a as a no, potential neither. candidate. I just know don't, that he's not right for the know, Bears. Is that what you're saying? He's, he's he's not right for anyone that's looking for you know an offensive mind to correct you know to, to lead a young quarterback. That's that's just not the the way to go. I mean, unless he brings like an unbelievable uh, right. coordinator with him or something like that. No, yeah, he would uh, need a Shanahan type or a Mike Martz type, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, I crapped on Mike Martz for years as a head coach, but he was an unbelievable offensive game planner and offensive coach. So, Absolutely. But terrible head coach. It's a lot of guys out there like that, uh, that you don't want them as your head coach, but as your coordinator, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of which, did you see the Wink Martindale got fired today? I was stunned. Yeah. Yeah, I just saw that. I mean, uh, I don't know I'd, how you pin that on him, but okay. I, I feel the exact same way. All those injuries, like, yeah. what was he supposed to do? He, he won't be out of a job for long. There's a lot of no. teams, like, calling him positions. So, you know, it's one of those where that's like you didn't expect that guy to be available. And now everybody's kind of reassessing because you're either going to get a – he could even have head coach potential. But, again, I would hire him as a, I would hire him as a D coordinator in a heartbeat. Right, it's kind of like uh, Brian Flores that he's, he's yeah. got his pick. Like whatever he wants to do, he he can take yes. his time and decide what's the best you know place for him to land. He doesn't have to jump at the first thing out there because he can actually sit there and say, "Okay, you all want me. Uh, I'm gonna let you guys fight it out and, and, and impress me, and I'm gonna decide what I want to do from there." Um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of teams that would. Absolutely, use Wink Martindale as a as an upgraded uh, defensive coordinator. No doubt about that. So, By the way, I didn't give my X factor for uh, Bills Chiefs, which is uh, uh, Byron Pringle, because there's I, oh, again there's something going on with Tyree Kill that he's just not the same guy right now. And you're not going to beat the number one pass defense in football if your number one wide receiver is running two yard out routes and can't get downfield, which it doesn't seem like Tyree Kill can do right now. If, if Byron Pringle breaks out and has a huge game. Uh, and sort of takes the place of, of Tyree Kill and replaces those numbers in that production. Um, and he's got 26 targets the last four games, including the playoff game, and scored four touchdowns, all of them against the Steelers. Uh, so there's something there. There's a connection with, with, with Pat Mahomes, but, uh, you know, he's not Tyreek. Obviously, I would never claim that he's anything close to it, but he's got to replicate Tyreek uh, if they, if they want to have a chance to stay in this game. Yeah, I have to say it's, hard, it's warming to my heart. That after three years of doing this, you would finally come years. around. Finally come around. Whatever. The Buffalo Bills. Whatever. I, I've, when they play like that, when they're motivated, when they have an yeah. agenda, when they have, uh, they they clearly have the you know Bill Belichick's poster on their wall. They're they're a portrait <laughs> of him uh, throwing darts at him in the locker room. Uh, they clearly had Mac Jones, you know, in a target in the bullseye throwing darts at him. Uh, and the Chiefs, from what they did to them last year, you know, sunning them. They, pro- they right. clearly got Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes on, on a wall and, and throwing darts at them. When they're motivated, when they have something in front of them that they can focus on, 
yeah, I, I, I can't deny, I can't ignore how great they can be. My whole problem with them has always been the consistency and why aren't you this great all the time? And, and when they're motivated, they can be the best team in football. Uh, I don't know who they would get next week. I'm calling for it to be the Bengals, uh, but it might be the Titans. I I don't know if I'm going to pick them if they survive this. Uh, it, it sounds counterintuitive to say that they're going to go into Kansas City and win, yeah. but then I'm not going to take them to beat uh, Cincinnati or Tennessee. But they, there's no personal beef with the, the Bengals or the Titans that I'm aware of. Maybe there, there's something there that I don't know about, but uh, they won't be motivated at that point. So probably – I'd probably pick them to lose because they they have to have I, an agenda. It's yeah, crazy. I, I I could see that they didn't. Uh, neither one of those teams uh, played them this year, so they, there's no beef, you know. Um, yeah, I get it. I, I get what you're saying. It's like the Bills are on their personal revenge tour right now. Yes. And when the revenge runs out, do you trust them? I absolutely don't. I can't. Yeah. But <laughs> I want to, the pa- but I can't. They owed they owed the Patriots a whooping, and they gave them one. And now they're playing the team that put it on them in the AFC Championship last year. Yeah, I think I said it. I'm not. I'm not going to shy away. I, I think this is the AFC Championship game. Yeah, a lot of people feel that way. I mean, it just it looks that way. Yes, I'm completely once again. I'm disrespecting the Titans and the Bengals. I know nobody gave us a chance. Nobody. <laughs> and if in. one of those teams plays in the AFC Championship and goes to the Super Bowl, I would probably disrespect them again. Well, I think we've already picked our uh, AFC picks for next week. <laughs> Uh, if, if the Bills make it, I'd probably have them losing because they don't have any motivation anymore, and you probably yeah. have them well, going all the way. Well, I have the Bills the in the Super Bowl. All, you yeah. know, I mean, the two teams I have in the Super Bowl are still in the playoffs, right? I, yours are, too. You picked against them both. Yes, and I picked against both of them, which is you extremely know, and I've rare got Tampa for me. Bay, I've got Tampa Bay and Buffalo in, in the Super Bowl, and uh, we, I, we, you and I both have those teams moving on, and your Super Bowl team's going out. I do. So I, I almost never do that, but uh, you know, I'm trying to be so more. So just remember, if I get that Titans win over you, <laughs> and then the Rams and the Chiefs hold and do what you said they were going to do, you let you, you you are the one then who left the door open for me. So I thank you in advance if that's what happens. Yeah, no pressure on me, right? No pressure. Uh, I, I don't even. There's a. There's a. WWE issue right now that I kind of want to talk about, but I kind of don't because it's so stupid. Oh, um, well, you know, it's normal, isn't it? Well, this is even dumber than normal, really. It's, oh, it's, okay. But I'm debating do I even want to talk about it because I don't know uh, if I'm going to do it justice. Uh, so I'll try to be br- and I, and I tried to be brief making the picks, and I still left you 90 seconds, so I apologize for that. Um but I'll, I'll try to be brief with this. So they have a wrestler who has gone, been going by one name. Uh, the name is Walter. It's, it's 
uh, one of those deals where he just he picks this normal name and he's been building his reputation for years as being a great wrestler and it's not because of a, a crazy goofy wild gimmick or name he's a very straight laced straightforward wrestler from Europe and he just calls himself Walter and he just beats your ass and he's big I call him baby Huey because he's like six four three hundred pounds he's got these massive hands. Um, and he, he's fun to watch because he just beats the hell out of people. He leaves he, his his chops are so hard he leaves people's chests bloody. Like he busts blood oh. vessels in people's chests oh. when he chops you. <laughs> biggest hands, man, just thick as biggest hands you can imagine. Uh, so he's been getting himself over for for several years as just a big bruising guy, and he's really good. He is, I think, he's of German descent, but he's from Austria. And they announce him as from Austria, but his gimmick, uh, if there, you know, what gimmick there is, is really straight laced, um, almost militaristic uh, stance and and uh, really, uh, you know, classical music orchestra type theme music. Um, and now he's got a group around him, two other European guys. They call themselves Imperium. And they're, you know, the mat is sacred. So it's kind of one of those gimmicks. Like we're really rigid and we, you know, we're all about pure purity and pure wrestling and this, that, and the other. Uh, so there's always been that sort of vibe when you see them, of, you know, two, you know, three European guys talking about purity and, and the mat is sacred. So there's always been that sort of like, mm, yeah, are we kind of yeah. pulling like Aryan nation here? Are yeah, going, yeah, uh, a little bit. You know, yeah. are we going a little Nazi yeah, there's always been that vibe. So then the news comes out this week, this well, this past week, that WWE when they when they trademark a new gimmick name, um, there's people that sit there and keep track of this type of stuff. The gimmick they they trademarked a gimmick name. Uh, what was the name? Uh, it was Gunther something. Um, and then they, they, the people that keep track of these things looked it up, and the name was the name of a former uh, actual Nazi uh, war, uh, someone that's actually worked for Hitler, like in his in his in his naval uh, uh, group, um, and you know the full name, not just the first name. Uh, yeah, Stark, Gunther Stark. Uh, was the was the name that the, that WWE trademarked, and uh, a a cursory Google search showed you that he was, uh, you know, one of Hitler's uh, naval, uh, uh, you know, yeah, generals or something like that. And it's like you don't have to do that. You don't, and, and you know, they, at the time we didn't know exactly who was supposed to be getting that name, but then it turns out. Walter just ups and, and and announces after a match on Tuesday on NXT, no 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 nine nine he's actually said nine 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 my name is not Walter anymore my name is Gunther the winner is Gunther and it's like okay first of all you didn't have to change his name he he, he got himself over for you know six seven eight yeah. years wrestling as Walter you didn't have to change his name for any reason at all but now you you decide to change it to this. To the you know to this Nazi uh, naval whatever, and you all you did was drop the last name. He didn't say Gunther Stark. He just said my name is Gunther. 
but once the, the, the shit hit the fan that this was a, a former Nazi, you didn't have to change, you didn't have to use that name at all, period. You could have changed it to something else. So this was clearly... Yeah, they could have changed you know, it to this, something better like Adolf. <laughs> oh, clearly, this man says, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to use the first name anyway, even though, you know, obviously we, we got cold feet because we didn't use the whole name. So we know that we fucked up by, by not knowing... But now my question in my head is, did they fuck up or did they know that this was a, a former Nazi uh, naval guy and wanted to use that on purpose and, you know, to try to get, you know, just for heat, just trying to get heat on the guy. Um, it's so dumb. Like, you, you don't have to go there. This is, to me, this is just overreacting to all elite wrestling, uh, getting better ratings, getting all the attention, and WWE feeling like they're falling behind and have to do something to, to be shocking, to, to shock the people and get the, uh, you know, get people, certain people upset and, uh, you know, certain liberal people, I'm sure, who, you know, those are the people that are going to get the most upset over something like that. We got to own the libs by uh, using this Nazi name and get them mad and riled up and get attention that way. It's, that's why I think it's so dumb, because you did not have to do this there's nobody calling for Walter to change his name, period. And there's nobody calling for you to find old Nazi war criminals and, and use their names uh, as yeah. pro well, wrestlers. There's just, I just mean, you got to figure, this is your experience, but I don't believe WWE or, or Vince McMahon believes in, there's no such thing as bad publicity. Clearly. There is just publicity. And whether it's good or bad, I mean, if he's bringing heat on, on the organization, that's still going to get eyeballs and clicks and... Whoa, look what they did. Yeah, so, you know, we can, we can make fun of, of the old man as much as we want to, but the guy's not dumb. He's made a lot of and, money uh, doing this shit. Yeah, and, and, you know, playing lowest common denominator and, and, you know, pulling Jerry Springer shit for years. So, yeah, is what they do. Yeah, but but even for them, even for them, it feels like an even uh, a newer low, yeah. like, I guess the, Gunther Hitler was taken. <laughs> it was too obvious, right? Right. But, no, because to, to to pull this name randomly out of your ass, now we have to. Uh, you're asking us to believe that you didn't know that this name that this was the right, name like of you former. You didn't have somebody in your office look this up. It took thirty seconds. Billion dollar corporation, <laughs> and you didn't know. You know That's yeah. what you're expecting us to believe. Nobody vetted this. Okay. Right. So if you if if we call bullshit on that, which I I call bullshit on that myself, now I have to look at you and go, okay, so what are you doing? You you knew what this was and you and you used the name anyway. Why? What are you what are you what are you pulling? What is the what is the point of this? Like I don't understand and I guess you, you covered that. I guess you just said it. Uh any publicity is good publicity, and the, and the point is to just get people to, to start talking about WWE again. But I, 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 I guess I just fail to see why you think this is going to get more people uh, to, to look at your product. Nobody is sitting down to watch uh, a Walter match or a Gunther. He's, he's now Gunther officially on the website. Uh, nobody's sitting down to watch a Gunther match just based on this bad publicity. Either you watched wrestling already or you didn't, but I don't, I really don't think this is bringing new viewers to you. I, I can't imagine it is, but, but yeah, it, like you said, just trying to get any publicity and then get people, people to talk about WWE again. But 
man, this is such an icky, disgusting way to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> you just had to get that off your chest, huh? Yeah, yeah. Just because the the whole thing just makes you throw your hands over. It, it, we talked about the the football game, the Steelers Bengals game, that made you uh, disgusted to be a football uh, fan. Yeah. Stuff like this makes me disgusted to be a wrestling fan. Like, how do you explain <laughs> this to people who who don't watch wrestling? Like, I, th- there's no explanation for this. Nobody else does this shit. Yeah. So yeah, I just have oh. to, to get that out. Oh, and I have to correct the previous statement. The uh, Bills lost to the Titans this year. Oh, okay. It was after the yeah, week after the Bills jacked up the Chiefs. Yes. They went to Tennessee and lost. Yes, I, I remember uh, looking that up and talking about that last week. That they uh, they were still underdog, or no, they were favorites actually in that one. Oh yeah. Too. That they were big oh, yeah, favorites. They, the Tennessee had Tennessee had disrespect. That's right. <laughs> Nobody uh, be, uh, plays better when they're be, when they're disrespected better than the Tennessee Titans. Yes, and now I, I definitely remember. They were huge underdogs. I think it was a Monday, Monday night, night game. Football. Yeah. And I locked in the Titans because I said, come on, man. Six-point dogs at home? Nashville, yeah. Monday night? Man, they're going to come out and, and they beat up the Buffalo Bills. That's exactly what they did because nobody loves playing the underdog like the Tennessee Titans. So, yeah, I definitely remember that. Yeah, it came from behind to do it. Yeah. Can't, can't hold them down, baby. Nobody gave us a chance. <laughs> <laughs> so there, so there you go. Yeah, Derrick Henry's free touchdown game. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Bills might have. Uh, they might have some revenge on their mind. I'm just saying. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> there is an angle after all. To the There's an angle. To Monday night game. Oh boy. Well. <laughs> if, if it happens, keep it in mind. That's right. So, but you've got the Bengals going somewhere. So you've got the Bengals going to Buffalo, and you're not mm-hmm. sure you would take Buffalo. That means you have. Are you telling me right now you got the Bengals in the Super Bowl? Ooh, that, that, that does not sound right, does it? <laughs> that doesn't. That sounds all kinds tongue. of wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals definitely sounds. Uh, but but man, I, I told you I, uh, how much I respected the way that they came together yeah. and and uh, kept finding ways to sort of reinvent themselves and, and the, relying on the running game and, and uh, incorporating all those other receivers. There, that's one of the most explosive offenses in football when they put it all together. So I don't think it's uh, too much of a of an ask for them to, uh, to to keep going and win two more games. And it's not like their defense is trash. They're they're serviceable. They're they're not bad. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it it can happen. I I don't know if I'm gonna pick that necessarily, but uh, but it can happen. Okay. Just throw throwing that out there, getting you thinking. We're down to you know, we'll be down to four teams after this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do so, you, you have anything else, or are you you about ready to wrap it up? No. Yeah, you know, it's it's been the long, it's still the longest season ever. <laughs> we we still got uh, several weeks of it to go. That Super Bowl isn't until uh, the day before Valentine, so we we still got a ways to go. Yeah, and it might be two days before if the Titans make it. <laughs> That's right, because they have to move it to it's Saturday, Saturday at, at four thirty Eastern. Eastern. Contractually, I'll, 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 I'll be watching that game tomorrow. I'll, I'll, I'll watch that one. That'll, that'll be uh, three thirty, and then I definitely will be watching the uh, 
Packers and the and and the Forty ers The only game this weekend I probably won't see would be the Rams Bucks game, because um, that'll be two to five o'clock. So that'd be right in the middle, right right up until the end of my work shift, and then I'll catch most of Buffalo, Kansas City. Wow. Yeah, the whole state will be watching uh, tomorrow night up there, I'm sure. Yes, and if the Packers lose, uh, domestic violence will be through the roof. <laughs> oh, take it easy. Come on. It's not not the wife's fault. Don't, don't not, be like not the, in uh... this house. Not in this house. <laughs> no, don't, don't be all emotional. Don't be like the crying girl in Dallas that was uh, sitting there with oh. four <laughs> minutes left in the game just in tears. We gotta we gotta get her together with the Steelers fan uh, that was at the uh, Chargers Raiders game. The guy who oh, just went through every through emotion. Yeah. Oh my god! He just and he was on his feet the whole time like he couldn't even sit down. He was just like, "No, we are not having this tie. Not, no, no." Yeah, he, he was gonna have a coronary right there if they yeah. they finished in the tie. Uh, but they made it, and that's what you got last week. Ugh. Um, yeah, not so, the best yeah. wild card weekend. Uh, no, the, the the events that happened were like very newsworthy. That, that whole Cowboys finish and, and everything that that happened with that was uh, very worth uh, worthy of that time slot because that was you know the yeah it, was, it wasn't prime time but it was you know right there in the middle of the afternoon. I'm sure they they got a huge rating on on CBS. Uh, like I said, I watched the Nickelodeon. Uh, production of it i didn't see the crying they didn't you know they didn't use the same camera shot so i didn't know about crying girl until after the game on twitter um and and it was just like they they were it was like a a menagerie i guess of uh, cowboy fan reactions there was crying girl there was a a black lady rolling her eyes very dramatically at one point uh, at all the actions she got uh, uh you know they got a meme out of her there was some other uh fan reaction there was some dude that was uh, looking very forlorn with his arm around his girl, and then uh, apparently it came out that that wasn't actually his girl; that that was his side piece, and that he really oh, didn't want to be oh, on no. camera. Oh boy, <laughs> a lot of a lot of drama, a lot of things happening uh, in that in that Cowboys game. Um, yeah, I don't know if you're going to get a, another crowd quite like that because that's that's Dallas, and you know those fans are they're they're, they're special down there, um, but. As somebody who works with a whole lot of Cowboys fans, that was fun. <laughs> that was real fun. I got oh, did you did you show up uh, show up with your Niners hat the next day? <laughs> no, I wanted to do the the Dak dance with the hips going uh, either way, but uh, the 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 biggest uh, Cowboys fan to do that to and make her really cry and squeal was my former supervisor, but she's not there anymore. So it's, ah, okay. it was fun, but it's you know, not as fun as it could have been. I just imagine you doing the Dak dance and like breaking a hip. Yeah. Um, Cause we're old. Everyone, everyone got a good laugh when they saw me do it. I'll just, I'll put it that way. <laughs> uh, very, uh, very funny for everyone to, to, to see my body doing those different moves. So that's, Nah, I, I didn't do that again. That's probably something I should uh, abandon in, in my old age. That's all right. You know, you feel young. Yeah, uh, sometimes. Yeah. All right. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm really looking forward to these four games uh, for for this 
weekend, yeah. and, and I think it's going to make for a couple of really good conference finals games, no matter who makes it for next weekend. So this is they, they got the, the the flotsam and jetsam out of the way uh, last week. Got the teams that don't belong out, and and I think uh, these are the teams that are supposed to to be there uh, left behind. Yeah, it it feels like it. It feels right. You don't have that team that you look at and go, huh, they really shouldn't be here. Like the pretender mm-hmm. team, you know? So right. no, is, this is good. So we, 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 we whittled that down. Um, I believe we are going to be uh, Saturday next week. Both the uh, conference title games are on Sunday. So we don't, uh, you know, we don't have to do Saturday. We can, you know, whatever. Uh, but that's, uh, you know, if, if you're available, I, I know I'll I, be available. Then uh, yeah, we'll be yeah, no, uh, that, back to our that'll work. I got nothing going on. Um, on Saturday, I know I'm out of. I'm actually the week after that, that Saturday and Sunday, which would be the fifth and the sixth. Excuse me, the fifth and the sixth of February. I'm out of town on the fifth and the sixth for those two days. Uh, but then I'm off work on Monday and Tuesday. So the only change is maybe we do honors and dishonors on Monday night instead, or, or something. Just because I don't know if I'm going to have all my stuff ready being that I'm going to be out of town those two days. Well, you're going to disappoint all the people that are used to us doing it on Sunday night, damn it. You're going to, no, I, I, mean, I will That's... do my best. I will <laughs> do my best to have it all ready to go for Sunday night. Just throwing it out there. Might not have it all ready to go. Well, if it just hap- it's just it just has to happen that way, then we'll just have to do Honors and dishonors yeah, okay. on on Thank Monday or, or okay. somewhere in the middle of the week. What whatever whatever it turns out to be, we'll we'll do it. We'll, we'll be ready. do it. It'll be a good show. Those always are. You always have a good time. All right, the conference semifinals, the divisional round starting tomorrow. Will the Buffalo Bills level up on Sunday night? That's the big main event against the Kansas City Chiefs. But the other three games really really good as well. So. Definitely looking forward to this weekend of football. All right. He is Jay. I am Dre. This has been, in much less detail, the podcast. I can't believe I cut down my notes trying to, to not monopolize and take all the time up, but still monopolize and took all the time up. So I got to cut them down even more. You know, I told you about last week, you know, I, some of these games I had 13, 14 bullet points. These games this week, the most I think I had was like seven or eight for, for any of these games. And it's still too many. So next week I'm going to have to try to aim for like five bullet points for each game to, to leave us enough time. Uh, I'm, I'm still I'm still a work in progress, folks. After ten years, I'm Sorry. still trying to. You know how many bullet points I had for these games? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> and it still works out just the same. It's amazing how that works. All right, we will. Uh, I'll try to do better uh, the next time, uh, as I try to say every week. And we will talk to you next week, next Saturday. Uh, will be our recap of the divisional round and our conference finals previews, predictions. Where we'll see if Jay has to go against me without any questions, or if he's actually going to have the opportunity uh, to make his own decisions. That's uh, based on this one game that we're going against. Uh, he's he's trying yeah. to hang in there. It's all on the line for me, and I'm putting it all on the Titans. Yeah, I got the Bengals. Go Bengals. Just don't hook me. Whatever you do, Titans, don't hook me. <laughs> we will talk to you next Saturday night conference finals preview. <laughs> Thank you.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.